7 o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com. Sorry we're a little bit late getting started. I was busy starting some fake accounts on Twitter and trying to get kicked off. I kid. Uh, but yeah, we're on Indie Media Weekly, uh, broadcasting live radio for humans. And of course, joining me as always on the program, fellow human Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. 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 And uh, go ahead. I'm so happy that Trump is out of the country. Doesn't it feel like the air is cleaner? A little Breathing bit. is easier. Yeah. The sun is a little brighter. Yes. And. <sighs> Of course, Joe Santorso, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, another human being. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I so want to work for my minimum wage. I don't want it guaranteed. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't want any kind of guaranteed wage at all. Mm -mm. Just, you know, no. give me a penny and, you know, I'll be grateful and then I'll work hard for another penny. Uh, and, you know, right. I really appreciate Ivanka Trump addressing the merits of hard work. Well, you know, it's hard getting up in the morning and... Well, what does she do? Uh, I don't know. Taps her taps her makeup on so she, the Botox in her face doesn't explode. God damn it. She doesn't even put her own makeup on. Oh, you all know no. this, right? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of that. I mean, but I think she does her own Botox. She might. Oh, I wish she did. I yeah. so uh, yeah. yeah. She, they, they she should, definitely overdid the lips. They should lot. rename that stuff Trump Talks in honor of this presidency and in the whole family. Because you know, Fat Donnie's had it. Melania looking more and more like a squinty cat lady with big, big, big cheeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe she'll just get that little you know cleft and sharpened fangs, and then she'll uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> you know some some whisker implants. You know, yeah. like a cat man guy. Uh, but no, I, 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 Jacob Wald, did you guys hear? I actually stole this from, uh, uh, I think uh, Trojan Rabbit posted this in the chat room. Did he really? Uh, yeah, Jacob Wald got banned permanently from Twitter. What? Oh. Wait. Yeah. Oh, why? What? Why? 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 Oh well, it turns out uh, that he uh, was create uh, creating a whole bunch of fake accounts. Jacob what? Wall permanently banned by Twitter for fake accounts from the Daily Beast. Are you Let's telling me that Jacob Wall wasn't like completely upfront and and truthful? What? Uh, yeah, Get I up. know it's so hard to believe right now, and and he is such a smart oh. guy too that smart. <laughs> What about you know, Laura Loomer? And you know who you know who's tweeting about <laughs> that right now? 
Don Jr.? A guy, no, a guy Wake who knows up a, lot Joel? Of, a lot of moral standards. He's very upset that Jacob Wall was taken off Twitter. Uh, who is Representative G- Gates of uh, Florida. Oh, Matt, oh. oh, he is. He's the yeah, he, well, He's very the- upset that they would do something like that to such an upright citizen. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, Jacob where Wall. are our where are fraudster our N- known fraudster Jacob Wall? Um, here's a here's a from the uh, cheat sheet over at Daily Beast by Will Summer. Jacob Wall permanently banned by Twitter for fake accounts. The 21 year old pro Trump troll said he would try to manipulate the 2020 election. Oops, that's actually in the byline. Uh, it says Twitter banned notorious Trump supporter Jacob Wall from its platform on Tuesday today, alleging Wall broke the site's rules against creating fake accounts. Wall's ban came hours after he boasted in a USA Today interview, you know that tiny little publication that nobody reads, about his plans to create fake accounts on Twitter and Facebook, which he said would be used to manipulate the 2020 election. Thank you, comrade. Uh, the account was suspended for multiple violations of Twitter rules, specifically creating and operating fake accounts, a Twitter spokesperson told the Daily Beast. Wall alre- had already created several fake accounts before he was banned, according to a source familiar with Wall's activities on Twitter. Wall told USA Today that he intended to use uh, the accounts to help Trump in the 2020 election, pushing uh, Democratic primary voters to uh, back weaker candidates who would be easier for Trump to defeat in the general election. Wall didn't respond for a request for comment. His Facebook and Instagram accounts are still online. In a video posted after his ban, Wall claimed that being kicked off Twitter was actually good news for him. It's oh. good news for somebody, but it ain't you. He says, this could not have happened at a better time, Wall said. Jacob Wall is the number one trending topic on Twitter right now. Oh. Yeah, for about 15 oh. more fucking minutes, you Dracula-looking motherfucker. It was good news for him, so now he can trend on 4chan. Remember how, how long Alex Jones was trending like crazy on uh, uh, Twitter when he got banned, and now... Oh, no, I think he's back. Is he back on Twitter? I can't remember. He's not on it. No. I don't know. No, he, no. no he got Alex Jones is not. Everything. How, however, however, there is somebody posting to a Roger Stone-affiliated account. Hmm. So, well. At least it was a couple of days ago. But no, Alex Jones is not back. It's why Twitter is so, you know, it only smells like dank musk. As opposed to, you know, musk that's been infiltrated by dirty yeah. sperm. You know, how does somebody get so hateful and stupid just by the age of 21? Usually that for conservatives, that takes like a mm. lifetime of practice. Must yeah, be you have bad to at least genes. get into your 30s to be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> at least. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it didn't take Tucker Carlson, you know, it, it took Tucker Carlson a lot longer to be that big of a dick bag. Um, uh, I'm going to disagree. I think Tucker Carlson was always that big of a dick bag. It took him about 20 years to be able to find a place where it yeah, he was emboldened yeah. to show his dick baggery. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, and then, uh... Yeah, I, I love this. Uh, and, and Matt Gates is that how you say his name? Uh, uh, Congressman Matt Gates. Yeah, Matt, uh, Matt hates. Matt hates. Hates. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, here we go. Another story. Uh, speaking of Twitter, 
Matt Gates uh, tweeted out earlier today, uh, not that long ago, just like right before I left work, uh, I, I saw this. And um, uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah Matt Gates uh, blasted for threatening Michael Cohen. Uh, uh, this is mafia, uh, mafioso intimidation. I'm sorry. I actually want to get to the the first article. Uh, Representative Gates threats, threatens Michael Cohen with info on alleged affair tonight. A good night or good time to talk to your wife, Representative Matt. And this is from uh, Aiden McLaughlin over at Media. Uh, Representative Matt Gates, Republican Florida. Imagine that taunted Michael Cohen Tuesday, accusing uh, Donald Trump, uh, President. I'm sorry. I don't have to read that word. Trump's former lawyer of having an affair and warning details would be revealed this week. Cohen is set to testify publicly on Wednesday before the House Oversight Committee about his work for Trump and is expected to provide evidence that the president that Trump committed crimes. I keep trying to correct myself on that. Um, do you and your wife and father-in-law know about? I'm sorry. Do do your wife and father-in-law know about your girlfriends? Gate asked Cohen on Twitter the night before his appearance before the House Committee. Maybe tonight would be a good time for that chat. And um, he he says uh, he says I wonder if she'll remain faithful when you're in prison. She's about to learn a lot. This is a sitting congressman. That sounds a little rapey. Um, I'm yeah. just saying that from me. <clears throat> well, yeah, to talk about anybody's wife like that, um, you know. It, and is, when confronted with this tweet, he said, it's not witness tampering, and this is a quote, it's witness testing. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 that's tampering. Yeah. And he doesn't know how Absolutely. to tamper. Well, I don't know. He was just, I'm just saying he was on Fox News, and, you know, they don't lie over there. The fuck is his problem? He went on Fox News and said, "I wasn't I mean, witness tampering. I was witness testing, testing." And this he said, "He is says kind of funny because um, earlier today the GOP came out with a a, a quote unquote hit article or a hit ad against oh. against, against Michael Cohen." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, Where basically it was, I, I mean, and it was so dumb what they did. They put together this this video clip like a, a montage of him just praising trump yes yeah and so <laughs> I, I i'm not sure how that was supposed to come across and of course so many people were pointing out um you know oh we, we gotta we gotta read some of those responses to that <laughs> um <laughs> It's 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 hysterical. It's absolutely fucking hysterical. What uh, what the people have uh, have been uh, uh, responding to over there? I, I posted a little thing. Uh, I put uh, I put well, the, wow, that dropped well. And I just had the I put the gif of the guy unloading a pallet from the back of a truck and getting catapulted through the air when it fell off. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's uh there's a lot of really fucking funny responses. Uh let me let me see if uh I can get back to that original thing, but that was I mean, to me the the most amazing thing while you're looking for that. To me it. the most amazing thing is that the GOP literally on Twitter said for years Michael Cohen praised Donald Trump for his honesty and integrity. Says who? And, and well <laughs> And now they're saying then, he's a liar. And then they said it was only after Cohen was caught for tax evasion that suddenly he lied. So, 
how does this work? How does this work? Well, for years, the GOP was more than happy to have Michael Cohen praise Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. They were more than happy about it. And then evidently he got caught in a tax scheme. And now, oh, now Michael Cohen is a terrible person. It doesn't work both ways, guys. Yeah, and and here here's the uh, okay. So the video has uh, from again. This is uh, at GOP over on Twitter, and it's uh, and they're taunting him and saying, "Have fun in prison." And it's like I mean, I, I I wouldn't even expect them to do that to a Democrat. No, this is really really dark and. And yeah. nasty stuff. And they, they, so this, uh, so it, this, this thing has, uh, I don't think they went 6, this dark and deep with it, Anthony, um, what's Anthony Weiner. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so dig this. Have, this has, huh? this has six, this has almost 7,000 likes on it, right? So All right. Well, lick, listen to this. A woman named, uh, Helen Kennedy, I'm not sure who she is, at Helen Kennedy. On Twitter, five hours ago, she tweets at GOP at Real Donald Trump. Wasn't he your finance chair? Three thousand three, three point three thousand likes on that. So her comment on there has about half the amount of comments that, or half the amount of likes that the actual original thing does. And I bet you half those likes on this GOP tweet are probably from people like, "Oh, I love this. This is too rich." Yeah, you know. He was, just to put that pin on this, he was the Republican Party GOP finance chair until last June. Says who? Yeah. Says who? Says everybody. <laughs> Says who? Says everybody. I mean, he he had access. Him and, and what was his, what, the other the other dude I think was a finance chair was that guy from Says Las who? Vegas. Yeah, the, oh, the, the, um, uh, RNC official who agreed to pay Playboy model one point six million dollars. I think that was him. The vice finance chair. I I can't keep track of it. Yeah, and there is a thorn hatch. Oh, and 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 Jeff Sessions. Uh oh. <laughs> Somebody call me. No. no, go away. Go away. No, um, go away. Go away. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and li- listen to this. I love this. Uh, here's one one point one thousand likes. Um, to be clear, the GOP is saying this is from. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, at Maggie Jordan ACN. To be clear, the GOP is saying Cohen is a liar now, but was absolutely one hundred percent truthful while singing Trump's praises. And, exactly. and then she she has irony is wasted on the stupid Oscar Wilde. So <laughs> yeah. that's that's really what it comes down to. This is amazing. They are really scared about Cohen. Yes, they are. They are. And Matt Gates said again, it's witness testing. Yeah. Oh, breaking yeah. news! Breaking news! Uh, Matt Gates. Yeah. Breaking news. Uh, Trump now says he was not uh, porn star tapping. He was porn star testing. Oh, okay. All right. That makes yeah, perfect sense. Yeah. This time, uh, I know you're joking. In what respect, Charlie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> says, says who? Says uh, who? <laughs> yeah, I gotta... Says who? Uh, so... Uh, 
I can't believe. I love this one. I I love this. Really scared, and I love seeing the Republican Party scared. They're terrified. I really do. They deserve to be scared. They have been so complicit in so many illegalities for so many years. It is damn time. I don't like Michael Cohen, but if Michael Cohen takes his party down, I'm going to just give him the John Dean treatment. Sure. You know, there's there. I, I love this one. Um, it, it says, uh, "Oh man, I just lost it. I just logged in and it went away because people keep commenting on it." Uh, but there's one, and it basically has a meme and says, "I can't believe Donald Trump's bad luck. Everyone he's associated with is a criminal." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, a Trump rally, and it has all tons of sheep running down the road. <laughs> Do, wow. do you guys feel like we're getting to the end? Oh, we're coming to something. There, there's, we're coming to something. <laughs> like, I like mean, a, stand to something. Some, I don't know something why. Something is going to fall. Like, there's just so much pressure against the wall that the, something well, is going to fall. Yeah, I think tomorrow is going to be, you know, interesting. It'll be talked about for a day or two, and then mm-hmm. we'll go on to another thing. Uh I gotta admit, I, I've I've long lost any hope that really anything is going to bring this guy down before 2020. Mm. We're going to have to bring him down. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. Yeah, this is just a, a another know. stumbling block. But I'll tell you what: somebody took a screen cap of "Have Fun in Prison," paid for by the Republican National Committee, not authorized <laughs> by any candidate. So, but tell me, somebody took a screenshot of that. Oh man. I'm gonna tweet that. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that picture right now. I'm gonna, huh. I'm gonna and I'm gonna tweet that. <laughs> um and uh, yeah. So uh, oh, I gotta save it right. I hate that when you try and save a picture off of, of Facebook and it tries to make it a JPEG large, and then you can't oh, open yes. it. I hate so. It. I don't it's want the Russians' fault. You'd all yes. got it. Uh, all, just so, if anybody ever tries to do that, all you have to do is just type in .jpg, and it'll save it as a JPEG. You don't have to worry about. Uh, it'll just yeah. save it that way. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, have fun in prison. Oh, I can't wait to retweet that for Trump. Uh, That'll be great. Ooh. Hey, hey, there's some good news today that might have went way under the radar. No, probably so. But- Colorado became the 182nd electoral vote to join the we're only going to give our electoral votes to the popular vote winner category of states. Oh, good. Yes, and and it's going to the governor for his signature, which is assured, and yay, Colorado. (laughs) And uh, they're up to 182 electoral votes. The minute they hit 270, every one of these bills will simultaneously become law in each of the states that that's passed it that's the way they're written wow and once they hit 270 they will only give their electoral votes to the popular national popular vote winner and that will lock down the electoral college and circumvent the constitution well actually not actually not Actually not. It doesn't circumvent. Well, you see, there's a little thing about the Constitution that gives the states the right to regulate elections. Oh, that's the tenth and tenth. Yes, gee. Funny, funny how, funny how, funny how. You're smart. (laughs) You're smart. You're smart. Uh, Listen, it's funny. 
It's funny the way the, the, the Constitution works. But sometimes there's parts of it that they're not going to like. And those parts, you know, everybody thought, oh, you can't do away with the Electoral College. You don't have to because the states control federal elections. They control how they award electoral votes. For example, Vermont gives their electoral votes by district. So these states simply are constitutionally solid. And as soon as they hit 270, they control the Electoral College. That's awesome. Yes, we're up to 182. 182. See, to me, that's that's really awesome because, you know, Joe, I know that you're you're older than I am. (laughs) (laughs) But... But seriously, when when I was coming up through elementary and high school, we were taught that the Electoral College was, and, and I know now in hindsight this isn't necessarily true, we were taught that the Electoral College was a way for, you know, the states had their votes, but because we didn't have um, mail, you know, like, you know, a postal system like what we have now. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. That so states would have their votes, and the electoral college was a way for people to eventually get their votes to Washington D.C. That's what yeah. I was taught. Ken, were you taught that? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. It's been a long time and, since high school. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but that's what we were taught. Like it was because the technology wasn't there. Yeah, and you know, as I became a grown up. I learned that the Electoral College was basically um, kind of a way to make sure that, um, well, it had to do with making sure that slave owners had a right to vote. Oh, look at... Huh? I'm I'm sorry. I just wanted to say, look at this. I'm reading through the the responses to to that uh, tweet by the GOP and and Trojan Rabbit. I, I found a Trojan Rabbit's response. He says, uh, so if the former deputy finance chi- chairman is a liar, then what does that say about the GOP finances? Yeah. Lock them yes. up. Yes. Hashtag GOP traders. Thank you, Paul. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, G- the, the Electoral College was steeped in preserving, um, and we could talk about this later or Friday or whatever, but it was steeped in, in preserving. <clears throat> slave owners and mm-hmm. gun owners. Yeah. Gun and, owners was a big part. Yeah, gun owners because that's how they controlled slaves. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, but course. I mean, I guess the point they're trying to make is that I was taught something completely different. And I think a lot of people my age were. Like, we literally were taught that the Electoral College was a way. To make sure that representatives from states went to D.C. to represent their states, and that's yeah. not true. I gotta, I gotta, I want to say something real quick. Um, we gotta get Jody Hamilton back on the show because she is out there promoting the hell out of Turn Up the Night uh, on Facebook and Twitter. She's well, out we there. should get her back. She's, she's retweeting and sharing my posts, which uh, 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 unfortunately. My show posts do not get shared that or liked that much. So okay, I'm sorry. I'll get back to it. I used to uh, do it all the time. That's all right. Uh, but no, I, more Jody will help put more eyes on it. So that's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to get her back on the show. So um, we could do. What the hell is that sound? Yeah, I'd love to just get her on. Just shoot the shit about everything too. But yeah, we should have a rematch. Get her and Tim on to do a, a celebrity rematch of what the hell is that sound. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, this is a uh, unfortunately. I mean, th- this this news cycle this week has started off. I mean, it's like somebody just put a bunch of batshit crazy rock salt in a shotgun and just shot it around the world. And they're like, "Ooh, ping, ping, ping! What's this? What's this? What's this?" Yeah, I I think that there's a lot of people on the other side of the aisle, the red side of the aisle, that are freaking out. Period. Oh yeah. Well, I, well, I really there's no that. way. There's no way it's going to be a good day for Trump tomorrow. There is just no way. No. Okay, this is going to be wall to wall coverage. Uh, and and it's coming, and and you know it's stepping right on his his major uh show that he's been you know that that you know the trump show that's out in vietnam yeah yeah, here's the thing joe he planned he knew that this was going to happen he knew that this was going to happen he knew that cone was going to to go in front of all of this Mm -hmm. he could have canceled this he didn't and and on cnn well, here, here's the thing. On CNN, and I found this really completely messed up. One of the anchors was interviewing Gloria Borger, and the Chiron said that um, Wednesday, which is, I think, tomorrow, I can't tell, tomorrow, because they're 24 hours ahead of us. It smells like it. He's going to spend the night watching the Cohen coverage. Oh, yes. You heard about this, right, Ken? Do they get uh, this uh, out in Vietnam? No, I didn't hear about this, but you're, you're saying it, and I, you're like, he's going to spend the night watching that, and I'm like, oh, he's yes. He's going to be in his <laughs> hotel room watching this coverage while he's yeah. in Vietnam. Oh, that's going to be delicious. holding high-level meetings with... A, uh, this is re- this is crazy, because when I saw this, I felt like, oh, he just went to Vietnam to get out of the country. Maybe Putin he will hold him. He just needed to... Well, that's the other thing. As we've discussed in our chat, the foreign minister of Russia has been in Vietnam for two days. Just taking a look around. Yes. Doing mm. some Vietnamese borscht shopping. And seeing the only, what the vodka's like. The only person from the mainstream media that I heard report it today was mm. Andrea Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I I shared I shared this information with um for everybody listening I shared yep. this information with Kenny and and Joe via a really if anybody is on Twitter follow Civ Mill Air they're mm-hmm. so good but yeah he landed he landed in Vietnam two three days ago well and it took two three yep. days until Andrea Mitchell said well, oh look Lavra's there look uh, uh, rain. What's wrong with that? I mean, doesn't every president have an advanced team? Well, <laughs> yes, most presidents do. Well, there They're it is. Just not usually Russia. Well, well no, you, you can't just, let no, you can't mean, let uh, a guy, you know, an employee go on such an important mission without supervision. And that's a really good point that Joe just made because any of the advanced teams that were supposed to be in Vietnam for this meeting were told to leave, yeah. including John Bolton. There was Ugh. no advanced team for Christ this. Christ almighty. None. So, yeah. Sorry, I didn't no, sound all right. 
That's but there right. was no advanced team. Oh, I mean, Trump break. literally was like, "I'm going to Vietnam." Save the yeah. Well, we got well, we got to go to break. Save the breaking news because we're right on schedule to go on break. Okay. We, I, we don't ha- we don't okay. have any audio, so I'm not holding anybody back from uh, stories <laughs> tonight. So, okay. um, uh, but yeah. So let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, hit that break like we mean it. And um, <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm going to play Truth Destroyed, Truth Not Destroyed, because I haven't played that in a couple shows. But anyway, uh, yeah, a love, little love song for uh, for uh, Trump and Putin. Oh, my God. And yeah, and by the way, yeah, we'll talk about uh, the new uh, hypersonic missiles, too, when we come oh, back. Oh, good. And uh, what the Russian, uh, Russian TV, uh, what the Russian media has said about them. It's great. So anyway, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I, got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio.
I could kiss you in the mouth. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a worth it's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always on the program for this uh, little news free-for-all program tonight, uh, the one and only Joe Santorsa. Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City owner-operator of the Clown Car Garage. There it is. There it is. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, Rain from Fort Freedom's blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau. Are you going to put a nuclear fallout shelter under the garage? Um, yeah, I'm kind of thinking about it. Might not, might, 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 you might want to start pricing them. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Now, I, here's, I am, here's the good news for you. Oh. I understand he could hit Washington, D.C. in less than five minutes. Yeah. Uh, y- y- good news is you get to be- get vaporized. 
Oh, that's great news. That's I mean, you're awesome. Gone. That's really, really, that's yes, great. Yes, you get to be vaporized. So, about, not, And my dogs, my dogs, they go to heaven, right? The whole, you, Bobber. My cat. His guitars. My bruiser. It's all gone. Vaporized. I, on the other hand, right, living about three hours away from you, have to wait a few hours to die of radiation poisoning. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it'll take a few weeks for you no, to die, die he's, completely. He's, I, he's right, no, I, don't, I don't know. See, the people in Maine, maybe, a few weeks. Me? No. Probably a well, day or so. I guess I'm about there with you, then. I, it, you know... It, it, you know, you're right on you, the edge of the blast the blast uh, circle, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Turn Up the Night. So here's here's the thing. I am. And this is something that does bother. You are. You're right at the edge. <laughs> you might live a year. Yeah, I might. Yeah, Dep- with depending, his, depending with on where the wind the wind is blowing. Melting out of his belly. Yeah, well, that'll be fun. Didn't say it was going to be fun. I just said he's going to cancerous tumors in his ears, and, and <laughs> grow a second <laughs> head. God damn it. Hey, if you this grow a second head, you could host the show for a year all by yourself. <laughs> I had one of those when I was a kid. <laughs> the thing that's so messed up about this is that I know that Joe, you grew up in the Cold War. I went to I went to high school um, in, in upstate New York, where the Cold War really wasn't over. Like we did the you know the duck and cover. Mm-hmm. Even though that was the early 80s, we were still doing that. I just find it so incredibly messed up that we are back in a Cold War. And sadly, I I don't like to knock the mainstream media, but it's not being covered. It's not. Russia has threatened us with nuclear attacks. (laughs) Yeah. Listen to this. Uh, This is from The Guardian. This is the article I shared with you guys the other day. Russian state TV shows map of potential U.S. nuclear targets. New hypersonic missiles could hit targets, including Pentagon, in under five minutes, it claims. Uh, this is doesn't say who... Uh, who uh, I think this, uh, this might be from Reuters that The Guardian just aggregated this. It says, Russian state television has broadcast a map of the U.S. of... Uh, of the U.S. showing military facilities Moscow would target... Uh, in the event of a nuclear strike, in a report that was unusual by its even own bellicose standards. The targets included the Pentagon, uh, the presidential retreat in Camp David, Maryland. A hypersonic missile uh, Russia is developing would be able to hit them in less than five minutes, it said. Last week, Putin said Moscow was militarily ready for a Cuban missile-style crisis if the U.S. wanted one. With tensions rising over Russian fears that the U.S. might deploy intermediate-range nuclear missiles in Europe as a Cold War-era arms control treat as a Cold War arms uh, Cold War-era arms control treaty unravels, Putin has uh, said Russia would be forced to respond by placing hypersonic missiles on submarines near U.S. waters. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, so basically, uh, let me see. I don't know if this, this has the map. No, this doesn't have the actual map. Um, uh, oh, let me see. The targets, um, uh, described as U.S. presidential or military command centers also included Fort Ritchie, a military training center in Maryland, closed in 98. 
McClellan Air Force Base in California, which closed in 2001, and Jim Creek uh, a Naval Academy Communications Base in Washington State. So and West Coast. Yeah. So yeah, so they're they're you know and, uh, and and just think about this for a minute. Where is most of Trump country? Uh, not there. Middle America. Yep. The breadbasket. When the Russian forces move in and give you your new government, you Trump cultists, then uh, you know. There you go. I, I, I don't. I don't like to be a fear monger person. I don't. But I yeah. don't like this. I don't like this ramping up of the threats from Russia. Not and, in the And slightest. the fact that you know Trump is out there, you know, in Viet- Vietnam talking to Kim Jong Un, who already has long range missiles. That can mm-hmm. hit the West Coast. Yeah. I, this this is really bothersome. It's well, it's, it's incredibly bothersome and it's terrifying. I, I just I feel like every I feel like everybody needs cowbells. Be like, we need cowbells. Ring the bells. Yeah. This is really important stuff. Yeah, this is you know so disgusting that, you know, we, we have this guy who's a patsy for Russia who won't say anything about Russia attacking us, who who still to this day deflects and says it could have yes. been anybody, could have been anybody. Yep. Um could have been a three hundred pound guy sitting on his bed. Four hundred. Uh, four hundred? Oh, okay. Because you know that makes a difference. The weight just got a hundred pounds fatter. Uh so <laughs> sorry, Kenny. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, if it was Dr. Ronnie J- Johnson Jackson, he it would have been like uh, three hundred and twenty nine pounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and of course, uh, you know, this is a guy who keeps claiming nobody's been tougher on Russia than, than me. Well, if that is true, why are they looking at us like we're a bunch of fucking pushovers and they're announcing on Russian state TV where they're going to fucking annihilate us? Yes. You know, I remember Reagan getting tough on uh, the Soviet Union and them backing down. I'm not saying yes. it was perfect, but I'm saying when you call their bluff, they usually back down. And Trump's never going to do that. I mean, at the very least, you know, I, I, I know not everybody's happy with how things went with any president, you know, with Vladimir Putin. But God damn it. It wasn't like this. It wasn't like this with anybody. No. No, because every damn one of our presidents, every single one of them pushed back against Putin. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Every single one of them. From All right, Reagan, it wasn't Putin. No, Putin was all... I mean, I think we're looking at Clinton. I think Putin was just Bush. Maybe Clinton. Yeah, Mr. I'm, I'm not Gorbachev. Yeah, yeah. Tear down this. World. Yeah, but the bottom. I guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is that every one of our presidents has always pushed back against Russia. Mm-hmm. All of them. And when it came to Gorbachev, that was where they were. And I don't. We can. We can go into geopolitical history, but that was where I think it was Reagan. It was like. Or maybe it was Clinton. I can't keep track anymore. Um, they allowed Gorbachev to 
enter into Glasnost, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. But we've always pushed back because I have said this since God, forever. No, he's only been in since 2000. So, uh, but, you know, then he became the prime minister during Medvedev and then came back. Yes. And so, then now Medvedev is the prime minister. Yeah. He wasn't nearly as fucking big of a lunatic as, as Putin. No, that's the thing. Putin took over. What I'm getting to is that Trump does not push back against Russia. Every damn one of our presidents since Glasnost and even before Glasnost, like if you go back mm-hmm. to Kennedy, we pushed back. We pushed back either through <coughs> diplomacy or, you know, whatever it took. There was always this push. And sometimes that push was a little more gentle because, you know, Cold War. And we had to, like, figure out a way to make this work without the world blowing up. And then after Glasnost, we had, and I've said this on the show for years. Yeah. We've, we've, they're not our allies. Oh, and, and yeah, he but was in there for a little bit. Diplomatic relations yeah. with them. Just real quick. He was in there a little bit when Clinton was in, because he was acting, uh, okay. Uh, president uh, as of uh, the 31st of December 1999. So, yeah, he would have been in there a year with Bill Clinton then. A little over a year. We're Um, supposed to have diplomatic relations with Russia. But now that Trump is in there, we can't. And yet, Trump wants to have diplomatic relations, but he doesn't understand diplomatic relations because he basically wants to say, I love Putin the way he says, I love Kim Jong-un. Yeah. And I know that doesn't make sense, but this is ridiculous. They are not our allies. No, not at all. Not at all. And, and again, you know, uh, this is, there's been no response from the white house about this. There's been, you know, uh, uh, no statement, I think, even from the state. I mean, at least nobody's reporting on a statement from the from the State Department on this. You know, so I, uh, what do we what do we think? That, you know, uh, th- this is Quite honestly, uh, I think that I really do believe that. I really do believe that Trump is. A Russian asset. An agent. I no. I think he's an agent. Uh, you know, I I I am not going to argue see, with you. And I think there's a legitimate argument to be made for him being an asset. But I I I need I need to know why he's doing everything he's doing because he is acting like an agent of Russia out in the open. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I not know. a let it ha- you know. I'm not a lie hop person when it comes to nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. But uh, all right. Well, let's let's go back to Joe real quick because Joe, you had some you had some breaking news right before uh, we went to the break. Well, I, I just that uh, I I think Trump's on his way home. Um. They had to get him out of there. Somebody said to him, uh, somebody left the window open in his hotel room. They said there was a draft, and he, he got out of there. 
<laughs> are no. you jo- are you just joking? Joe. Joe. What? You are making uh, that up. Thought you Bone were- spurs. Bones burned. Okay, making right. that up, Joe. Thought you were maybe the wi- the wind causes thin skin to tear. Mm, uh, could be. Yeah, could be. So, do you think? Do you think mm-hmm. that that they're gonna kiss? They might. They might I do some necking. I, I understand. I understand why they didn't on the first date. Because <laughs> you don't want to look like a slut, right? <laughs> Nothing is wrong with being a slut. Well, Trump you know, on the world stage. Don't Trump's change, don't But uh, what do you think? What do you think? I don't know if people I in the chat room. Do they, do they kiss? Do they kiss on the second date? Mm, I, I don't know. Is this the second date, though, really? Yeah. 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 yeah well, know. I mean, there were a lot of a lot of sexting going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. They but, sent each other love yeah. letters. Yeah, yeah. Sexting. I fell in love. You, that giant yeah, letter. I fell in love. And but, then I fell in love. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if you kiss on the second date or what. You know. I think maybe they'll find. You know. You know. All the reporters got kicked out of the hotel, right? Yes. Private I think time. that maybe Kim Jong. Oh wait, wait, wait. Except the Russian ones. Do not disturb. Well, I don't. Menage Twat. Maybe, maybe Kim. Maybe Kim. Maybe Kim is going to invite him. Menage Twat. It'll be like. Oh. Really. <laughs> Joe's in a mood. Joe's in a mood. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. Joe? You could buzzer me. Oh, I could. I'm sorry. I no, was, Joe I was, wants you I was, to buzzer him. Yeah, I will. He's in a mood. He's the, looking the... for that little vibrator. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. You much deserved. But uh, uh, really, I, I mean, said that. <laughs> I can't either. I can't. <laughs> listen. Do you yes. kiss like a kiss on the second date? A kiss on the lips, maybe <sighs> quite continental. Because your kiss is on my lips when we turn out the lights. Oh my god. <laughs> Here we go. No, what kid? if what no if kid. Trump goes to, to the hotel where all the reporters got kicked out where Kim Jong un is staying? Hmm. I think that's <sighs> unknown at this point. Is there a, do you think there's a tunnel? Oh, there's always there's always a tunnel involved in now that we kind sound, of. We're starting to sound like freaking Alex Jones. I, well, you know, <laughs> no, he uses his ice like a prophylactic and shoves him up his big dirty asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and this one time tunnel. at band camp, I stuck a flute in my big dirty asshole. Yeah, God. I love that uh, that that sharp it, that sharp intake of air at the end that Alex Jones does. Like, oh, uh, I just said that. Oh. I actually have a feeling that Kim and Trump will have the kind of kiss that that woman yesterday when we found out she was, um, what was it? It was from Waypo. My choice of newspapers. Everybody buy a subscription to a newspaper. Yeah. Um, where Trump, Trump kind of came in and sort of went in for the kiss and she turned her face and he kissed her on the half lip. Yeah, I think I think that's what he's gonna. I think that's what's gonna happen between him and Kim Jong Un. Oh, then he'll kiss him on the half hair. Oh, oh Ouch. God! Ugh, he's oh, gonna get no. He's gonna get Aquanet uh, in his mouth. Why is Trump sitting in a hotel room? Seriously, 
I know we're joking about this, but why is he sitting in a hotel room in Vietnam to watch the Michael Cohen hearings? He went to frickin' Vietnam to have a summit with the leader of North Korea. What is wrong with him? Really? You're asking yeah. that? Really? No, just, I just, I'm trying it, to it bring could it be back e to, to Simpler. Si let, let's simplify why? this, Rain. Rain, let's simplify this. Okay. What right. isn't wrong with Trump? Why? Okay, then why? No answer. Why did he spend all of our taxpayer money to go to Vietnam to have a fake summit in order to sit in a hotel room in Vietnam where he couldn't go to Vietnam because he had bone spurs to watch the Michael Cohen hearing tomorrow. Because it's all about him. It's all about him. Okay. There's my new jingle. <laughs> I don't know. If, I like is there a song? Is there a song that, that would I, work? And, 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 and tomorrow <laughs> i'm sorry I'm i love i love that i love that when that happens you're like and, and then and then <laughs> <laughs> because there you i can just see all of these visions flashing in your head these just hellscape nightmare visions and <laughs> they're just overwhelming you so <laughs> I, I get I it i love you too you're no. You, no. <laughs> but go ahead. Here's the thing. He's the he's gonna sit in the hotel room, and then tomorrow he's gonna sit with Kim Jong Un for a couple of hours, and then one once it's done, they're going to have a quote unquote social dinner. And this is from NPR. You can go on Twitter. You can find it from NPR when they go and have their social dinner. Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump get to bring members from both sides. <laughs> Swear to God, which means somebody's bringing Lavrov to that dinner. Oh, I thought you said put members in both sides. I'm sorry, I don't know uh, uh, what I what I was thinking there. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So Lavrov, Lavrov, my, my feverish night. It's, it's done. I think Lavrov what? is going to end up at dinner tomorrow night or Wednesday, he's, whatever, Thursday or you, whatever. You think he's going to be Trump's plus one? I think oh. it's going to be Kim Jong-un's plus one. Oh, oh. I would not be mm. shocked by that. Because who, who else is that close, you know, with, uh, with Un? Certainly not his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have a lot of close family left. They're all very far away. There's going to be more dead soon. Yeah. Oh, I'm we'll sure. If they made, Say it here. We'll know, we'll know if they made progress if Trump commits to sending him more anti-aircraft guns for. <laughs> oh my God. For, for executions. Oh my did you hear God. about that? Yeah, I did. We talked about that yes. uh, on Friday, I believe. Or God, who knows when we talked about it? I don't know. It's <clears throat> it's been so long. It's been it's been a long term. Every <laughs> so far. day has been so long. Yeah. Every day, every day. Oh, yesterday, troubles. All so my far troubles away. so far away. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about my rant. I, oh, that's felt all right. so good. Hey, did anybody watch the Oscars and hear the racist rant by uh, Spike <laughs> Spike Lee? Yeah. Play Spike oh, Lee. Oh yeah, that was oh. totally racist. 
Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I, I read it was against, part of the... It was against your favorite president. Oh, uh, o- Obama? Even though, yeah, even though he never named anybody. He didn't mention any president. He I said know. love over hate. Funny how he 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 took it that the hate was him. Immediately <laughs> identified with it. Hey. Oh, I hate everybody. He's totally talking about me, you fucker. Why are you racist, Spike Lee? I'm only a birther. Boom. Yeah, I said I, I. Yes, I'm really happy that Spike Lee won for KKK. That movie was awesome. Black Klansman. Yes, it was funny. It was good. Yeah, it was very humorous. It was shocking. It, it was, was a lot of things, but it. It was uh, poignant. It was, it was good. It was good. Adam Driver was. Good. Whoa! I'm sorry. I, I set off the pickle. <laughs> oh, no. I was looking for a box cutter, and I set off the pickle. Nice. I'm gonna go hijack a plane. Um, yeah. So. The right side because of when we're talking about Black Klansmen, the pickle is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Really celebrating African American culture with a yodeling pickle. Uh, <laughs> my apologies, everyone. It's it's he's it's got an itchy pickle finger on it, so. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I I know the story well behind Black Klansman, but I still haven't seen the movie. I really only saw like one movie last year in the theaters, so it was uh, it was a very 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 good movie. Yeah. I very I didn't to get to it. see as many as I wanted to. Joe got to see all of them, but the ones that I did see, I did really good. The Black most, Klansman is really good. The most painful one to sit through was Roma. Yeah, I didn't sit through that. That's mm, hard. It's the film about nothing. Really? Okay. Well, yeah, that's, yes. that's an endorsement. <laughs> yes, it's the. It is literally about nothing. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of shots of dog poop in the driveway. Are you kidding, Joe? No. Honestly, I love, no. I love when Joe's voice goes to like teenage. No. We know, we know he's not lying when his voice does no. that. No, <laughs> when his voice breaks like he's fourteen no. years old. Totally <laughs> truthful. About that. <laughs> no, I thought that it was a movie about domestic workers. <laughs> okay, so the cinematography—it's black and white. First of all, I learned that from the Oscars, by the way. Okay, and. The cinematography was such that it was, it was almost shot like, almost shot like it was done as a home movie. Um, hmm. I would say, in my, okay, okay, but um, basically it just uh, goes day by. I mean, there's a story. I mean, there's several story arcs. There's the the, the you know the, the the maid and. Uh, she works in a house of a, a, a prominent doctor and his wife and children. Yeah. But there are a lot of shots of their drive. Well, their driveway. Their driveway, it was sort of like between buildings. It was I saw about, a lot of water. Just about wide enough for a car. Oh. Okay. okay. And their dogs used to be, and it was closed off from the street by a, a door. Mm. Not a garage door, per se, but a door. And... um the dogs were the dog was allowed to run free inside that little enclosure, like a breeze port, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. there was always a lot of, a lot, always a lot of dog poo, and, and the fact neat. there was 
one particular shot. One particular shot. I, I, I know why. I don't know why he he did this, but there's a particular <laughs> shot. I gotta, can I interrupt you? Huh? You got to We got to keep this quick because it's break time. Bob but, yeah. just said so. Roma was like Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> it, exactly. Because here's one of the scenes. The husband is coming from wherever in his Ford Galaxy, all right? Or whatever he was driving. And the maid didn't pick up the dog shit in the driveway. And there's a close-up scene shot in black and white of the tire running over a stool. Oh, okay, well. Stool. And mashing it up. I'm glad that's on Netflix. That was All right. Actually, that was the <laughs> highlight of the film. Great review. Thank you, Bob or Joe. Uh, and thank you, Bobber, for the uh, the parallel. Um, okay. On that note, uh, we're going to go to the break, and when we come back, we'll talk about other great motion pictures, heavily featuring dog poop. Um, <laughs> oh, like Vice. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, yeah, Christian Bale portrayed one of the biggest pieces of shit on the planet. Um, that, all right. friends, is a segue. There we go. Break time. We'll be back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, this is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. I can handle things, I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, uh, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly. I have lots of sharp objects in front of me right now. I'm trying to work on a little project here. 
Um, oh. And uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, of course, uh, it's because I don't have as many buttons to push, so I need to do something with my hands. So you guys might have to repeat yourself a couple times if you can uh, put the knife down and play that clip I want. Uh, <laughs> put the knife down. Put it down. Uh, okay. What the hell? And of course, welcome back to Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C., the nuclear city. Yeah, goddammit. it! <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not no, going to okay. happen. It's not going to happen. Well, you know, here's the thing. I'm glad that you brought this up earlier. If I, if I may. Well, have and, a and let me just welcome Joe back to Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the nuclear fallout city. Um, well, it would be the electric city until the electromagnetic pulse hits us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then it's just you know. Lights out. Yep. I was I was born on Long Island, mm-hmm. and I you know my I have an aunt, my aunt Barbara. Growing up, she was like she still is like this uber like wonderful feminist woman. But I remember when I was about twelve years old, we were still on Long Island. I don't know, whatever. She was just like, yeah, you know, when the Russians nuke us, Long Island is going first. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, they're gonna go for they're gonna go for New York City. And I was like, yeah, but that's New York City. And she's like, yeah, and we're in Long Island. Mm-hmm. What do you think we can we can run out to Montauk Point? <laughs> and that always that always stuck with me. And it was just like it was one of those moments where it was like, oh yeah, okay. Even when I moved up, you know, upstate New York, New York is still East Coast. It's always been, you know, targeted. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, then I moved to Atlanta. Didn't think about it that much because, you know, Atlanta. Yeah. But now here I am in D.C. again. God damn it. Where do you think they're going to go? Montauk, we're going to go. Montauk Point? I don't even know where that is, but it's just funny because it's so specific. You know? Montauk Point <laughs> is the very, it's pretty much the very south southwest point or is it southeast it's the end of long island oh okay so you know what if you go to montauk point and you you nuke you nuke montauk point you're gonna nuke boston you're gonna nuke rhode island you're gonna nuke connecticut i love that you're getting so new york talking about this too your your voice (laughs) your your accent is coming back strong it's a it's a thing it's a thing it's really a thing and just you know when we heard that you know they're gonna go after the pentagon it's like all right you know what just take me out now because i love living on the east coast yeah i do i'm not gonna lie about that joe do you love living on the east coast yeah yeah and i'm I'm one of the i'm just about a mile or two away from one of the central targets See? Joe Biden's house. Yep. There it is. Oh, Jesus. It, it, it was on the map. Listen, you rusties. It's just really you weird to live in an area where, you know, globally, you know, Russia wants to take out the East Coast. And look, you know, you don't have to you don't have to worry about Russia. We almost took ourselves out. Do you remember Three Mile Island? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, I do. Okay. That was my first experience with, like, oh my God, what is happening in this country? I mm-hmm. think well, I was eight years old. Well, I was. That was seventy-seven, <laughs> right? I was sent home. Yes, okay. I was sent home from my my job at the Department of Labor. 
because they thought Harrisburg was going to melt. <laughs> you were in line so, to be governor. You know, I could have, I could have, except we were, we were discussing, I, I, I remember talking to my mother, my, you know, who thought we would, might have to, uh, where would we go, like to Binghamton? I said, no, no, that's not far enough. Well, Bingham, uh, nobody wants to go to Binghamton. I've been to Binghamton many times. <laughs> so have I. You I, love this. Okay. I love this, again, getting so specific about places <laughs> I don't know, it just makes me laugh. So. Well, Binghamton... <laughs> Binghamton is a lovely upstate New York uh, city. When was the last we, time you were in Binghamton? I met a girl there. When? We drove uh, 1968. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll talk no, about that. Last time I was going to have to tweet you and say, do you need to have a conversation with your wife tonight? So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, she doesn't know about the party up in Binghamton. Oh, okay. Have fun Binghamton, in prison. Sometimes. Okay. Uh, just a couple of years ago, I went through Binghamton to go to the, uh, oh, Cooperstown. I was on my way to Cooperstown. There and I go. went through Binghamton. There you go. Everybody goes to Cooperstown through Binghamton. Through Binghamton. No. Binghamton. Not if you're from Connecticut. Well, yeah. That, I would assume that there's probably no. a. Di- then you, you would know. go through Albany. Binghamton doesn't surround Cooperstown, does it? No, you wouldn't go through Albany. No. God damn it, Joe. No, that is not true. If you're from uh, Connecticut from and you're going to Cooperstown. Welcome to Geographical Arguments on Turn Up the Night. Take the Slosson cutoff and you make a right at the fork. And then you take the 102 right up. Right at the fork? Right at the floor, you take the one. Really sorry. Right. Oh, I'm writing this down. I'm writing this down. Right. Have you ever right, been to, right been to Cooperstown, by the way? Are you say, when you say right at the fork? Are you saying uh, yes. take a? Are you saying take a right at the fork or just right at the fork? Go right into the fork. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> right into Joe. it. Joe, yes. Can I remind you that I grew up in New York? Uh, it doesn't mean you went to Cooperstown. And can I remind you that not only is Cooperstown the home of the Baseball Hall of Fame, it's also the yes. home of Omegong. Of what? Omegong Brewery. Well, I don't oh know my. about that, but Omegong oh is Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, there's the brewery. There's a number of breweries. There's one brewery there called Cooperstown Brewery. Well, the only reason I who hold on the only reason hold I would go to Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, there's more. There's go more ahead. to Cooperstown than that. There's also How Caverns, mm-hmm. and there's the Cooperstown Brewery, who they make beer, and they're only at a brewery. They're only 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 customer is the Japan Baseball League. Now, if you're a baseball fan, you should know that. I did. I didn't. Right. Yes, yes. The only only thing people are ever going to know about Cooperstown, really, except, you know, New Yorkers, is that, you know, it's the Baseball Hall of Fame. Nice little town, though. Pretty little town. No parking, by the way. If you're going to Cooperstown, don't bring a car. (laughs) You know, Cooperstown used to be in Cleveland. What? Why? What, the Baseball Hall of Fame used to be in Cleveland? Cooperstown used to be in Cleveland. Oh. Alice oh. Cooper's Sports Themed Restaurant used to be on, on East 9th. Oh. 
<laughs> okay. Right by uh, Jacob's right. Field. I have a glass from there, and it has a guy playing baseball, and he's got the Alice Cooper makeup on his face. <laughs> well, anyway. That's how you Cooper's get me to go to a sports bar, is if Alice Cooper's involved. But I do know Cooperstown. I, I've got family who lives very close to Cooperstown. It's a very pretty area of New York. It is. Very pretty. And it's a very, very quaint little town. They got balls. Uh, but there is no freaking parking. I'll tell you. It's it's tough. But anyway. Well, how did we get on Cooper? Oh, I, I was going through Binghamton. Nuclear, uh, just, nuclear war. <laughs> yes. Binghamton is a lovely town, too, isn't it, uh, Ray? Not anymore. Well, you know, I mean, it I'm, was. I'm telling you, Binghamton hit some rough times. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, Corning. Corning. Corning still has the glassworks. Corning's a nice Ooh, place. Oh, I know Corning where. Yes. Oh, there you go. I oh, have Corning. some of that. Talk about Oneonta. Oneonta is, uh, uh, that's like a, a little suburb of Binghamton. It is. It is. Kenny, do you love this little trip through upstate New York? And, uh, oh, you know what's really nice is there's Finger Lakes. The I, the finger, especially the middle finger. Oh yeah, I'm going Don't to the Finger even Lakes. Don't get me on the middle Finger Lakes. The I love finger the Finger Lakes. They are nice. I, we've I been love there. No, there. I'm, I'm not kidding. I love the Finger Lakes. I like the middle Finger Lake best. Which one, Seneca or Geneva? Seneca. Yeah. Yeah, Seneca. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's also yeah. the deepest one. It's the one in Deep State. Deep State? You're going on a tour of Kenny of uh, upstate New York. I feel like I'm. uh, Binghamton is is Scranton's sister city. They always say it's Wilkes Barre. And not Wilkes Bar, by the way. Wilkes Barre. Yeah, I fucked that up one time. It did. But told you what. It was corrected. It was promptly correct. It but, was. Uh, but, uh, Binghamton is like our sister, uh, our sister city in across the border. The border. The border. Yes. Like because as you go up north, if you go down, if you go up eighty-one north, you ultimately run into Binghamton. <laughs> it's unavoidable. Yeah, it really is. So that's our tour fork? of Northeastern Pennsylvania <laughs> and upstate New York and the Middle Finger Lakes. Uh, yeah, we could talk about the Finger Lakes another show. I love the Finger Lakes. Oh, yeah, the Especially Finger Lakes. The, fall, the, and the wine and the beer. And, oh, don't even get me started on the Catskills. I am a oh. New York woman. And the Tug Hill. And then we can talk Tug about Hill. the Facts yeah, of the Life. Tug Hill Plateau. Right? Tug Plateau. Yeah. The Tug Hill, yeah, the Tugs. Was it? Wasn't the Facts yeah. of Life? Plateau. Wasn't the Facts of Life uh, in the Catskills? No. no, no, nope. That was down. That was down in. Um, the Facts of Life was down in. Um, starts with the P. Poughkeepsie. No, it was south of Poughkeepsie. Peekskill. Uh, Peekskill. 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 Oh go. yes, Peekskill. Yes, I go through there what on the way I to done? Cape Cod. See. You ask, Ken. Was I asked. Uh, you're it's asking only for about an hour, it, son. hour and a half north of New York City. Yes, I go. I, we go by Peekskill on the way to Cape Cod. Yep, sure. Still in, still in Westchester County. I call it Pisskill, but that's okay. <laughs> that's mean. Poor Ken. 
Yeah. No, I'm doing okay. I'm still puttering around with my project here. Go ahead. Continue talking geography for another 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The Finger Lakes. No. The Finger well, Lakes used to be known as a wine region. <sighs> and now it's known as Did they have wineries that made wine? A brewery. <laughs> Did they have beer wineries that made wine? And distillery region. <laughs> well, you know, they have water. That's why. Oh, yes. Clean um, water. Very clean water. Uh, you guys. <laughs> have we ever decided to dis- we could discuss how the Finger Lakes were created? Wow. Like glaciers? Go ahead. Well, glaciers. Was glaciers. Well, that's how Lake uh-huh. Erie was created, and that's why Ohio is flat and Pennsylvania's got hills. Do you know that just a mile from my house, in Archibald, Pennsylvania, which is, if you look on the map, Archibald is just, uh, just a hoot and a howl, howl from my house. Oh, a hoot and a howl? Archibald is the home of a hoot and howl. <laughs> right. Is uh, it really Arch- hoot and howl? No, Archibald is the home okay. of the largest. Is that a metric show- hoot and howl or uh <laughs> Well, it's a, a barn hoot and howl. <laughs> okay. A, bar- a barn owl hoot and howl. Gotcha. Makes sense now. But, but Archibald, the largest glacier pothole on the East Coast. Oh. It is Archibald, Pennsylvania, the Archibald Pothole. And it's not a pothole that they're going to put, like, Asheville. you know, a uh, patch in <laughs> to fix. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a national park. It's a national oh. park. It's called the Archibald Pothole. And uh, it was formed by a glacier. Not much by like a pot? Thing- well, a pot glacier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, national, it's a national park. Well, yeah, sounds like a national emergency. Well, it's a hole. <laughs> fill that hole. Fill that hole. Fill that hole. <laughs> it's a hole with a wall around it. <laughs> oh, wow. I think... Uh, speaking, of, speaking of Roma... <laughs> oh, dear. Here. Really? How did we get here? So you go through... We peace talked co- about Binghamton. Oh yes, or if you I, go think, south, I think I think I well hold on a second because I really think we need to get uh, we need to get Louis Gomert on uh, on Anderson Cooper's show to talk about this pothole. Help us fill the hole, Louis Help Gomert. Us fill the hole, Anderson. Pre- yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, here's the funny part of the Archibald. Before they knew what it was, before they actually had a geologist come and say, oh, "That's that's a work of wonder." Mm. Oh. They were using it as a landfill. <laughs> oh, dear God. America, fuck yeah. Using it as a hole to throw garbage in. And somebody said, no, no, that's a naturally formed glacier hole. Wow. You fools. You don't throw did they? Did they clean it out? Oh, yeah. It's a national park. I wasn't as, sure as because all, if it was like uh, Alice's restaurant. Yeah, but as all as all things go in this country, right? Uh, it started off as a landfill. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. it's a state park, not a, not a national park. It's a state park. But uh, wow! Here, I'll give you the little Wik- Wikipedia thing, and you could uh, go t- tour uh, tour my uh, area here. <laughs> Here, tour, tour, uh, tour northeastern Pennsylvania. Here. We'll run around there. Here. 
There's the Northeast. We're, we're the hub. We Archibald Potholes State Park. Yeah. I remember when I used to be able to throw refrigerators down there. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even take the doors off because we needed. We had too many kids. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> if your kid's dumb enough to get trapped in a refrigerator and dump, he's too dumb to live. Oh, yeah, man, the kid down in the hall. <laughs> Don't even door it was like a dry niagara falls (laughs) (laughs) the funny thing about this is that where i grew up we had a bunch of the dumps right and it was just like a pit and people would just toss again alice's restaurant the beginning of that where it was just like people just threw shit in their refrigerators and stuff and eventually people like yeah this probably isn't that good Hey, uh, what, were, what were we thinking? <laughs> There's a whole bunch of kids, dead kids in refrigerators down there. We should go get the bones and bury them. Hey, look, a hole in our ball. Could we use? Could we use the refrigerators as cheap coffins? Oh my god! <laughs> they turn out to be anyway. We got a whole story here. This is good. Well. You're getting a tour of the Northeast. What can I say? I know. I know. This is great. Via, via me and Rain. Rain and I. Rain cool. and I know know the the tri-state area very well. God. The tri-state. I know. I know New York more than Pennsylvania, but I spent a lot of time in Newark. Yeah. Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> There's no other Newark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if you were like Newark or New York. No, Newark. Newark. Uh, we, we spent time in New York. I mean, we used to go to New York a lot, but my father had friends from the Navy in New York, and we used to go through the Holland Tunnel and uh, beep the horn while we were in the tunnel. Because it would echo. Beep ah. the horn, Dad. Dord. So, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, but fun. Newark. Newark. My, my, aunt was a, the, my aunt was a nun, and she was a principal of one of the Newark of the Newark uh, Catholic school there. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tough neighborhood. Look at you. All right. Man, well, man was a tough nun, let me tell you. It is time oh. for the green news report everybody. God knows what we're going to talk about when we come back. As you can yeah. see, I don't think we're really that hung up on talking about all of the news going on. Uh, but Adam Hebert says he has a birthday boner, so if anybody else has any birthdays, well, it might be a boner if it's a family member. Uh, but if anybody has a birthday, um, or uh, if you want to, if somebody wants to do a reverse call-in, let me know. Um, I have one, you know. And uh, yeah, Joe has one. So I have one. Sharky. Sharky. Sharky's birthday is Thursday. Thursday. Oh. 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 Sharky. He's busy. He's working on the pipes. Yeah, yeah, That reminds me. me. The Green News Report. I have to go up and mop up. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Uh, All right, Green News Report coming up right now. Uh, We'll be right back with lots more on Turn Up Tonight. Maybe some more geography. Maybe I'll give everybody a tour of Northeast Ohio when we come back. Probably not. (laughs) It's not that great. All right, we'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com
It's Tuesday, February 26, 2019. A climate change skeptic will lead a White House panel to examine climate change. Trump White House to investigate U.S. military's assessment that global warming is a national security threat. The excess that it didn't use always flowed into Pakistan freely. India says that's not going to happen anymore. India curtailing water to Pakistan. Iceberg twice the size of Manhattan set to break off of Antarctica. Plus... This is children finding their voice. This is children engaging with global issues. Kids around the world protesting and striking for action on climate change. All of that action and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Only the Trump administration would find a guy who is pro-carbon dioxide to lead a climate change panel. Like, who else is on this panel? A, a farting cow and an actual oil spill? <laughs> <laughs> they may know more about the topic. This is your Green News Report. Get the f- out of here, man. Okay, Desi Doyen, iceberg straight ahead. <laughs> yes, indeed. NASA scientists just warned this week that another new massive iceberg, twice the size of New York City, is on the verge of cleaving off of Antarctica, which they say could further destabilize the Brunt ice shelf. Great. Meanwhile, the Washington Post reports that the Trump administration plans to create a special White House committee with a mandate to reassess and scrutinize the science underlining the U.S military's declaration that climate change is a national security threat that affects U.S. national security interests abroad and at home. Emphasis on special White House committee. Special is one way to put it. Notorious climate science denier Dr. William Happer, who has no climate science credentials, will head the panel. (laughs) Here's Happer in 2014 bizarrely trying to defend carbon dioxide emissions. The demonization of carbon dioxide is just like the demonization of the poor Jews under Hitler. Carbon dioxide is actually a benefit to the world, and so were the Jews. Oh my God, he also had this to say about carbon dioxide. It's just a a complete distortion of the truth to call it a pollutant. It's not a pollutant at all. So he's going to lead Donald Trump's commission on climate change. (laughs) Yes, he is. You know what, Dr. Happer, since carbon dioxide is such a benefit to man... Why don't we shut him into a chamber with nothing more than carbon dioxide and and see if he believes it's a pollutant then? Well, Happer either doesn't know or doesn't care that recent studies have shown that too much carbon dioxide actually stunts the growth of plants that we eat and makes them less nutritious. Doesn't care. The White House's latest move to undermine the conclusions of the U.S. military came one day after security analysts at the Klingendel Institute, a Dutch think tank, published published a new report finding climate change is increasingly a driver behind growing insecurity and violence around the world. The report says climate change intensified extreme weather events are exacerbating existing tensions in already volatile regions with more destructive storms, heat waves and drought that are, for example, worsening water shortages in the Middle East. 
Speaking of water shortages, India announced late last week that it will stop sharing excess water that it doesn't utilize with its regional rival Pakistan in the disputed border territory region of Kashmir, an already parched area facing increasing drought. The announcement came just days after a Kashmir separatist group launched a deadly attack on an Indian security detail. India also announced it is constructing a new dam on a crucial river in Kashmir that will also further curtail Pakistan water supplies. Let the water wars continue. Well, both nations possess nuclear weapons. Oh, fun. Finally, U.S. kids are pressuring their legislators to act on climate change, but in Europe... Over the last month, kids across Europe have been skipping school and marching to pressure their governments to act more swiftly on climate change, inspired by the school strike of Swedish teen climate activist Greta Thunberg. March 15th is set to be a global day of kids' climate marches around the world. On Australia's Sky News, State Education Minister Rob Stokes was unclear on the concept of protest. Kids should be at school. It's very, very straightforward. And there's a March 15th is a Friday. Uh, By all means, if you want to go and protest about whatever it is, uh, you've got the weekend to do it. Well, they wouldn't really notice them if they went in on a Saturday or a Sunday, would they? The reason they're noticing them is because they're striking from school and showing up to these protests. And we're beginning to see this here in Washington, D.C., with uh, kids showing up in senator's office, begging them to sign the Green New Deal. I'm happy to see that. Yep. And UK teen Zoe Bennett agrees with you. It's incredibly important for our generation to be heard about climate change because it's our future. It certainly is. Keep up the good work, Zoe. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. They help us fill the hole. Lou they help Gilmer. us fill the hole, Anderson. Pre- yeah, we got a big hole to fill, Louie. Let's get on it. Uh, throw yourself in in a refrigerator first and any other uh, willing, uh, no, or unwilling uh, members of the GOP. That'd be fine. Uh, and, of course, welcome back to the program. Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. 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 Uh, so how do, how do you dispose of say, refrigerators? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Joe and I were talking about road trips through upstate New York. Yes. And um, it wasn't the Green Book, but um, it was the Joe, the Joe and I book. Just two random white people. The Pinko book from, the, from the tri-state area. 
Yes. From the tri-state area. There you it's go. It's the tri-state book. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and of course, welcome back to you, Mr. Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Are you ready to get into a little bit of name-calling for us this evening? Uh, I I will. I will I will do that. And and uh, we do have a Sharky birthday coming up there. Yeah, we got a few. We got a few out there. We got a, a couple for Adam, one for Clinster, and uh, one for Sharky. Go up to Scranton with me. Big place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm gonna have to be taking your car today. To have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, it's gonna be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and joke your eyes. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. Okay, right in our right in our chat room right now, we have Adam Hebert. We yeah. have somebody named Bobber. I don't. Is he? Is he? Is he, is he couldn't new? tell you. I don't know. Okay, Clinster, Heather, Jake Holly. We have living in Long Island. Oh. And a place marker there for Kenny Pick Sr. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you. We have President. We have Scooter Cans. Theo J. Tim Coromal. And uh, although I say last but not least, we had Trojan Rabbit, but he's gone. But he was uh, here. Yeah, I think he was here. Somebody said they were having internet problems. I can't remember. Yeah, he was. Oh, no, he, he says, oh, yeah, he can't keep his eyes open. There. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's like being disconnected. Yeah, disconnected from awakeness. Right. From so, consciousness. Well, thanks for right. sticking around. So, uh, and thank you, uh, Clinster, for the reminder there. But, uh, all right. So, let's go ahead and uh, do the birthdays for everybody. And then I'll get Adam on uh, for everybody. But, uh, so, uh, Adams, uh, since he chimed in first. Uh, he says, um, his younger sister, Carrie, mother of my obscenely adorable, toothachingly cute nephew, Kai, had her birthday yesterday. So that is a family member. So it's a Boehner. I think they're all Boehners tonight. And uh, for Clinster, it's uh, Grandma Mabel, uh, uh, her birthday. So uh, 100. Wow. It's so, a yeah. Smucker's Smucker's birthday. Oh my God! Yes. Yes, a Smucker's birthday. I don't understand oh. that. Grandma Mabel. Yes. I don't understand the meaning of Smucker's birthday. Oh, you Willard don't? Scott. Willard Scott. Yeah, on, Willard on the Scott. Today Show. Oh. He always used to honor the centenarians. Well, I know he uh, used to do. I didn't just didn't know the Smuckers thing. I didn't never. Yeah, it was sponsored yes. by Smuckers. Oh, it I was see. sponsored by Smuckers. It was a Smuckers, yeah, one hundred birthday uh, centenarian. Yes. If with a name like Smuckers, was the name like Smuckers? It's got to be. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Yes. Yeah, it was sponsored by Smuckers. By Smuckers. I forget the guy who used to do that, but he did a lot of CBS Radio Mystery Theaters. The guy who did that, the voice for the Smuckers guy. Because every time he comes on, it's like, oh, it's the Smuckers guy. 
But yeah, he's um. That was the guy before Willard Scott, wasn't it? No, no, no. I just mean the guy who voiced the Smuckers commercial. The Smucker commercial. Oh, okay. So okay, I'll shut up. Yeah. No, you don't have to shut up. I uh, just I thought I so knew anyway. what I was talking about, and I didn't. So anyway, there we go. So <laughs> for Grandma Car- Mabel gets the Smuckers 100th birthday Willard Scott special. The Willard Scott Grandma Mabel boner. and Sharky. Happy Sharky, birthday. who is now nicknamed the Plumber. Oh, the Plumber, and uh, and how old is he? He's two. On February twenty eighth. Holy oh, shit! So yeah. he's almost fourteen. <laughs> I, I and he's also he was... he's also responsible for me meeting in person the one and only Kenny Pick. This guy. Suits. This guy. And suits. And suits. Right. Yes. It seems like he's older than that. Mason Adams. It's, thank you, Clint. You guys. You guys met you and you and Suze met him when he was just a little puppy. No, we were on our way to get him. To get him. <gasps> I. Yeah, oh. we, we went through Cleveland, and when there was a, a killer stop. on the loose, okay. there was there was a killer on the loose. He ended yeah. up in in upstate New York, in Erie. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> no, in he was Erie. He, he was in Erie, PA. Tell you yes. about Erie. Well, can I do the birthday boner? Oh, yeah, and then get Adam yeah, on. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ken. <laughs> yeah, here we go. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. And, uh, um, yeah, so, uh, and real quick, Mason Adams, Theo, Theo and Clintster both collided on telling me who uh, his name. I knew it was something like that. It was like, I, I knew it was like two last names. Uh, although I did know a, a kid named Mason growing up. Um, but, um, Mace, Mason Williams? N- nope. Nor Mason Adams, um, <laughs> but um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I, I totally spaced out. But uh, apparently, he was on Lou Grant, and one of his last performances was on The West Wing. Wow. Clintster and Theo pointed that out, respectively. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and get. Uh, Mr. Hebert on, but what were you going to say about, you were going to say something about, um, something, Rain, some, uh, eerie? Just eerie. I spent, a, I spent a, a night and a day there. Yeah. Uh, Rain, weren't you going to say something <laughs> about eerie? That's all I'll have to say about eerie. <laughs> I, I was going to sing something about the eerie canal, but I forgot the song. Oh, Okay. And I believe, uh, let's see. You there, Mr. Uh, Hebert? Yes, the busy bee is here. All right, all right. Yeah, Adam's doing some uh, some uh, improvements over on uh, on uh, Indie Media Weekly for us. Yes. Yeah. So. I might need you. Might need you to help out Tim uh, with something too. He's been work trying to work on something. Uh, I need to try and figure out what our damn feed is. Um, but anyway, uh, I can try. I will be more than happy to try and help yeah. Tim. So, uh, yeah, drop him a line um, because he asked me a question about this thing the other day, and I I, I don't understand um, because I'm not smart. I barely can do this show. You're uh, smart. Plenty smart. You are smart. smart. 
You're smart. Uh, not when it comes to certain <laughs> certain streaming things and stuff. I'm I'm not. I'm smart. I'm not. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, 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 Adam, just uh, or I'm sorry, Tim, if you're still there, ask Adam in the chat what you asked me in the email the other day. Um, yes. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, Adam, uh, how's it going? Happy birthday to your oh, sister it, it, Carrie. Yes, yes. Happy birthday, Carrie. Uh, it's going okay. Uh, got to got to finally leave the house for something that wasn't work today. Well, so that was good. that was fun. Uh, but my my I wasn't able to escape confinement for too long. <laughs> yeah. Just so. when you think you get out, they keep pulling you back in. They pull me back in. Pretty much. Um, oh, and I was listening. <laughs> I was during the Green News prayer. I was I was amused by uh, the fact that they mentioned cashmere because did you know when Schittler was first briefed about cashmere, he asked why he should care about a fucking sweater. Oh, wow! Yeah, that's a I'm, joke. I wouldn't be surprised. I will. Uh, I will God give you the. Damn it! I'll give you the. Was it a? Was it a bad joke? I'm sorry, Ray. No, it was good. Well, was when, good. Uh, Adam, no, when you have to tell joke. us, when you have to say it was a joke. It was a bad show. No, it wasn't bad at all. <laughs> um, well, I was just worried based on Rain's reaction. Really? Why are you putting this on me, dude? Because you have a cashmere worried. sweater. I was worried I'd offended you. You don't what? have a cashmere sweater? Huh? No, I don't have a cashmere sweater. I also understand cashmere in Pakistan and India. I, I What is happening? Hey, Nothing. what happened? This all started when we took a detour through Binghamton. Well, yeah, I, mean, I was interested by that pothole of yours. I, oh, I don't. Biggest. What? Okay, Adam. Let me tell you. If you ever come to Scranton, I'll take you to the Archbold pothole. <laughs> okay, that'll be your Deal. first stop. All right, just no, take him to I mean, take him to the Cashmere Outlet Store. Just don't feed me. Just don't feed it's me. It's in Mulsberry. Don't feed Adam after midnight. He'll multiply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And mom always said I should be limited to one or less of myself. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll just put you in the microwave there, Adam. That'll show you. <laughs> okay, what, what is, what, what? Lots of Gremlins references right now. A lot of Gremlins of course, references. It, it got a little dark, though. Hello, darkness, yeah. my old friend. Uh. <laughs> Good luck fitting me in a microwave. You'd have to get a macrowave. <laughs> I have Thank a big you. one. Thank you. I have a big one. Well, Scranton's the electric city, so they probably right. have large electronic appliances. We have electric. We have microwave skiffs. <laughs> can you can you get du- Nunez to go into one of those? I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Microwave skiffs. Oh yeah, that would be so cool. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, go uh, secret eh? documents and push. Four yeah. minutes. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, uh, what, what's on your mind tonight, Adam? Well, I I was kind of upset about. I mean, I know it's just the Oscars; it doesn't really matter. But um, I was kind of disappointed that. I mean, it's not that Into the Spider Verse was a bad film. By it, it was an excellent film. But I feel Mirai was a superior film. And and also, I've noticed over the years, and Kenny, I'm sure you've heard me mention this on my Czech radio, sometimes it seems like the Academy has a bias against Japanese films. I think they have like, a I bias mean, against a lot of stuff. You know, uh, oh, I, yeah. mean, I mean, this is the first year, I mean, it took Black Panther for them to 
you know, even consider a genre picture for best film. And congratulations for winning Marvel's first two. Was it two or three Oscars? I think it was. Three. I didn't watch, so I couldn't tell you. Well, they I think won, they, you know, they got it for costume. Yeah, costuming. Mm-hmm. First black, so, first black I, costume you, designer. Y'all, y'all well, heard of that whole to win hashtag the Academy called Oscars so white, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, here's the thing. It, it, and again, I know I'm like the only person super into Japanese culture. A lot of it is because of my college years when, I, when that was my major. But the thing is that Akira Kurosawa never won an Oscar. And if, you know, he was probably was the best filmmaker to come out, to come out of Japan. Um, and it took the Academy 30 years to recognize Hayao Miyazaki. And they only recognized him after Disney started putting out his movies. And then all of a sudden, bam! He gets an Oscar for Spirit Away, even though Princess Mononoke was the superior film. I, I you know, I love yeah. Princess Mononoke's film. You know, oh, so, I, I, mean, I, I love that film. That that film for anybody who doesn't, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest anime fan. Um, I don't watch like usual like anime series type things, you know, um, except for Attack on Titan. Although we, I was about to say we cracked the damn with Attack on Titan. Yeah, I'm you did. You did. But you to check out I was Neverland. But um, but I'll tell you what, there are certain films I will recommend to just anybody. Uh, anime films. Princess Mononoke is one of them. Grave of the Fireflies. Rain and Joe, you would love that film. It's that is uh, an excellent film, is, but so depressing. It, it is. It is. But it basically Spoiler. is kind of a, It's a. It's a Japanese. Uh, uh, it's basically the Japanese perspective of what was going on during World War Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it, it's a great film. It's a great film. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, um, it's, the, it, it, it is depressing, but I won't say it's it's the most depressing film I've ever seen. It's it, it is hopeful here and there. So, and uh, and of course I can I you know it's sci-fi, but you got to see Akira at least once. So yeah, Akira. I mean. I'm not going to say it's already because it isn't. It's an amazing film. It's just going to screw with your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but Princess no, Mononoke, um, that was some groundbreaking animation in that, too. And, the, I mean, it was an excellent story. It had a great theme to it. Yeah, some of the dub, the dub could have been a bit better. But, I mean, generally speaking, you don't judge... You know, an animated feature based on the dub, or, or you know, so I, I, mm-hmm. well, I don't know how they decide, but I'm just saying, listen, I'm not knocking into the Spider Verse and saying it's not a great movie because it is. It was an excellent yeah, Spider Man. I didn't see film. that either. But Mirai was the superior film, and mm-hmm. I just like I said, if this is, you know, it's like they've got some bias. You know, it's like, and we know they have a bias against animated features because the whole reason why. They started the best animated feature categories because all of a sudden Beauty and the Beast gets a nomination for best picture, which it deserved. It was an it's a it's my all time favorite Disney film, and they're like, well, we can't have a kids movie in the big kit in the in the adult categories, so they made up this you know best animated feature uh, category to to keep that from ever happening again. Even though I still think. An animated movie can still be the best picture. Why? Why can it not be? Yeah. 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 Well, like I said earlier, a couple of minutes ago, 
Oscar so white and the idea of Oscar so white and if anybody isn't following it 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 doesn't mean that okay Oscar the Oscars really are not as inclusionary you know they just no. don't it, it's it's white yeah and follow it's... April follow April rain on Twitter and you'll understand mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Um, oh, this has been a this has been a huge thing since. Uh, I mean, what was it? I, I, I'm trying to remember what actor uh, called it out, called out the Oscars and Hollywood in general uh, back in the um, early '90s and said that uh, the Hollywood and you know the Academy is they're racist into institutions, you know. And then, you know, it took forever. And then what? Yeah. Finally, Halle Berry was the first African-American yes. actress to win uh, Best Actor. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. And there is there is a legitimate movement movement to make make the Oscars, the entire Academy, more inclusive. Yeah. And I loved the Oscars this year. I did. I loved it until we got to to the Green Book. And yeah. it was April Rain who said, "Wow! In the end, they really humbled us, didn't they?" Yeah. What? What, what, what is the Green Book? I don't know what it. The what Green Book is is green a book. movie. <clears throat> Go ahead, Joe. Go. Oh, the Green Book is uh, based on a true story of a white Brooklyn. In fact, you you know Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Remember the yeah. king? The king. One thing to rule them all. What's his name? Vitu- Vit- no. I don't know. What? The guy that played the king. The king of Vigo. Men. Vigo Mortensen. V- oh, yeah, yeah. Vigo okay. Mortensen. Yeah. He plays this Brooklyn Italian guy who was a bouncer at the Coca- Copacabana. Oh, becomes- okay. Okay, yeah. I saw it. But uh, can, can explain to anybody who hasn't seen the, the preview or the movie. Yeah, well, and and he he, Copacabana <clears throat> closes down, and he's out of out of work. So he gets hired by this famous pianist, who needs is going to go on a on a concert tour in the South in the fifties. Now you know what's going to happen, right? Joe, Joe, can I can I would it be wrong because I haven't seen the movie, but it would be wrong for me to say that it was a reverse driving Miss Daisy. No, uh, well, I wouldn't. The, uh, the driver that's, is that's white. That's a little too. That's a little too. I know um, you've seen the movie. I mean, you know, I guess the premise is the same. Um, it was a true story. Um, the, you know, about 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 uh, Don Don Shirley, who was a great pianist, who who was driven by this white Italian guy through the south and the green book it's called green book because uh there was in the 50s naturally in the south it was there was apartheid right there was mm-hmm. uh, yep. segregation yes. and black people could not uh you know occupy certain hotels restaurants and there was actually a book for that it was called the green book and before they depart for their uh their tour at the beginning of the movie. They consult they say, hey, the book to see where they can go, where they yeah. can't. Hey, 
Don't forget your green book. And, and it book should be noted that the book the has number a number of publications, it one year about, after another. Yeah, it was about the yeah, it was about it was like a racist AAA uh, map book. Wow! <laughs> you know, it had it had all the all the places black people could and could not stay at. Yeah. So that you had a, a handy handbook for racism. And off they went. And it's their story. It's their story. And um, how they shared their isolated views of each other and each other's mm-hmm. race. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I understand all the criticism about you know, white-splaining and, and you know, white heroism. You know, it's always the white hero rescuing the black well, people. You know, I understand yeah. all, the, all I, that, but I enjoyed the movie. I'm sorry. I, th- I thought... I, I said between that and Bohemian Rhapsody, of course, I had a, a bias toward Bohemian Rhapsody. Be- of all the movies I saw, uh, you know, I saw Roma, The Black Panther. That, those two were the were the best. I, uh, well, that I see. Saw. I have a feeling Sorry. I'm going to have a real fundamental problem with Bohemian Rhapsody because I've read some of what they <laughs> got wrong in that, and apparently oh. that movie is just so chock full of shit. It's not even funny. I just don't understand how you can do a Freddie Mercury biopic and basically gloss over the fact that he was a victim of the AIDS crisis. Yeah. I mean, how, you know, I and I understand. I think they glossed over it. Oh, they, no. The way they handled it was fucking wrong. Because I, I don't know, want to spoil I mean, the movie, but from when, when he told the band he had AIDS and what happened after that, that's not how it happened. It's so, I mean, it's so patently wrong. Yeah, like I said, I just you know, for me, it's a matter of of you know, it's supposed to be a biopic, and yet, like I said, they just you know. But I will say, Joe, I, I I'm glad you talked about Green Book because I understand the controversy. But here's the thing: is that this is a true story. So how why are people complaining? Oh, it's well, it's the, white there's hero a complaint. So like, is so Mr. is Mr. Shirley. Mercury's. First of all, Mr. Shirley's uh, relatives yeah. claim they were not consulted. Until the movie was made, yeah, and that there were a number. Yeah. You want to talk about inaccuracies? Uh, there were a num- They claimed there were many inaccuracies uh, and misrepresentations of the relationship uh, and and the story of this uh, this incident. So um, I do you know, remember the, seeing that. Now I just the yeah. name of the movie just escaped me for some reason. So so Shirley's Shirley's family. Don Shirley's family uh, objected to the movie and objected to some representations in the movie. And again, it, it uh, uh, Spike Lee felt it was uh, representative of uh, you know white heroism. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. the, the, the white man always saving the the poor black man. But you know, but that's what happened. <laughs> You know, that's what I don't get. It's okay. I understand. Well, do you know the, the truth? Oh, well, oh, I don't know. The no, truth. no, no. I disagree with that. And I don't know the true story. And I didn't take the movie that way either. I took it as they saved each other because they were yeah. both they were both in their own worlds. And and through the course of touring the South, they 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 learned each other's humanity in in a very awkward way. Right. But they did. And, and let's be honest, I, I he's going to complain no matter what. You know, that's what's uh, him. Don't, don't do that. 
Don't do that. <laughs> don't. Thank I haven't you. seen the film, fan. and I don't know this. I don't. I haven't seen I haven't the film, seen and I haven't heard the the family story. So, I, unless you know both, I definitely wouldn't say it. But here's, I don't want to get too heavy thing. right wait, now. Go wait. ahead, because we got only here's got a the thing. minute. I would like for everybody who is listening to the show right now to go to Google, to go to YouTube, and go Google Seth Meyers and White Savior. Okay. Do that. Watch it, and we can talk about it on Friday, because I think that there's really a, le- a legitimate discussion about what's going on with, um, with the Green Book. Yeah. And and one of the things that you know, it, Spike Lee said when the, when he lost his Oscar last time, it was from Driving Miss Daisy. Mm. He was involved with Driving Miss Daisy. No, no, no he, he lost. He got beat. Oscar oh, two, two, two. Okay. driving okay. Daisy. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Right. I'm sorry. No Ray. problem. It's it's fine. It's fine. I just it, it, there there are legitimate things that we need to discuss when it comes to to race, race, yeah. and and the media and and Hollywood and all this stuff. And I think it's a really good discussion to have. But I'm going to tell you. Go do Seth Meyers, White Savior. Watch Sounds it. Sounds good. So, uh, anywho, all right. Well, Adam, let's give you the parting shot here. Why don't you tell everybody what's going on this Saturday? Uh, well, we'll be having the second part of our two part Game of Thrones special, which will cover seasons five, six, seven, uh, and wish lists, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun Saturday, and I, I really do regret giving in and talking politics for the first hour. It's like, but Miles like, I really want to talk about this. And that was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Miles. Um, we yeah. Love you, and, Miles. and of course, Mr. Joe Santorso will be joining. Joe us Santorso well. will be, jo- will be joining us Uh-oh. and I'll, I'll keep working on the, the nice new pretty station schedule. Um, you know, things will, I mean, the, the schedule is current. As far as I know, Kenny, if there's any changes that need to be made in terms of that, please tell me. But, like, colors may change. I've, I've already talked to Susan. She picked her color. I yeah. picked my colors. So, uh, you know, we're just kind of dialing stuff in. And I updated the WordPress. So if anything doesn't work, you need to let me or Kenny know about it as soon as possible so I can look into it. Because when you are update when you update the WordPress, sometimes a plugin just needs to be updated Sometimes it's just not compatible yeah. yet with the new version. But as far as I know, everything's working. All right. Sounds good. And Joe, are you going to be with us for all three hours this uh, coming Saturday? Uh, I'm not sure all three, but uh, I'll be there. All right. Well, at the very least, I think the last hour will be predictions and stuff like that. So, um, okay. So if you can't, we're basically, we'll be recapping. Well, we'll be recapping the season for the first. Uh, uh, hour, at least half of the show. Yeah, much depends on you know my situation, but uh, I'll be there. You got it for as much as as much as I can. And of so, course, we perfect. love Sharky. Happy birthday, Sharky! Yeah, thank hey. you. He loves Sharky. Woo! Yeah, definitely. And uh, give the, him a nice, otherwise nice big... known as the, the plumber. The plumber. The plumber. <laughs> I just love that. The, the plumber. plumber. <laughs> Sharky, oh. the plumber dog. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Only has one set of tools. One set of tools. 
but they're sharp. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, Adam, uh, thanks for being on. Uh, happy birthday to your sister, and uh, I'll talk to you yes. soon. Thank you. Yes. All right. Talk to you all soon. Thank you all for right. having me. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, go to that break. Uh, let's drop it like it's hot. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. A smooth-talking, jive-talking street thug. KennyPick.com We're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. And now, on with the show. Fuck! Fuck, 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 fuck! Oh! Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easy idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hello again. It's the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, radio for humans worldwide. And, of course, joining me as always on the program, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello, I'm the Rainer from Humans, Moldrai. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 Hi. Were you, were you? Sorry, Ken. I was just teasing you. No, that's okay. Uh, no, yeah, I, I just decided I would do something goofy for my intro, and you know, I thought about doing little Jeff, but I decided not. I decided. And of I, course, I want him back. I want him back. I want to. I'll get him back uh, for. I'll, I'll get him back. Uh, he's he. I think he might have a tiny little head cold or something, but because uh, he's been sleeping a lot. <laughs> I mean, he's awake. Maybe he's only awake like fifteen minutes a day, and that's just a rifle through the, through the litter box. 
<laughs> and honest to God, he doesn't eat half of what he finds in there, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. He's been using them as bedding. Oh, a pillow. He built a little canopy bed out of them. It got kind of handy, I got to say. He, he found some toothpicks and just kind of, you know, put it together while they were a little wet, let them dry out. But He's like got I a little said, canopy he little, bed. He had a little headache, uh, wanting everything he gets belittle. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, um, and and he found a dryer sheet that had fallen on the floor, and he used that for the canopy top on the bed. Oh, clever. So, yeah. Clever guy. Mm-hmm. And he, he found so it'll some keep mosquitoes away. L- little dryer lint, uh, you know, for some bedding in there, you know, on the little, on the cat turd frame. Um, oh. And yeah, yeah, he's, he's, clever. but he, he again, he's, he's only up for like 15 minutes. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can get him on when we go on break. We'll see. Well, if see I had turd on. pillows, if I had turd pillows, I would only be up. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe consuming all that fecal matter might actually be uh, whittling away at his immune system. You know what, Kenny? Uh, that just makes it sound like it's really, really disturbing for your house. It, yeah, well, you know, it, it, funny, uh, I actually kicked him out of the house. And okay. uh, because I saw him building stuff with cat turds, so I was like, take that shit outside. Literally, take that shit outside. And, um, and yeah, it's been really cold. So, you know, but he for, you know, I let him in, I let him in for like, you know, 30 seconds to forage real quick and then run, run back out. Um, you know, I kicked him a couple times, so I think he might have some bruised ribs. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I, feel, I feel a little bad about this. You might darkness, have. my old friend. <laughs> Only, only I mean, so he is little hat, Jeff. He's little Jeff, hat, guys, half right? Rack, half what? rack of ribs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> half rack of baby bag. He's little tiny Jeff. He doesn't have yeah. any power. No, not, not much. No power. So, so we're, we're liberals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. has no power. Be- no, could be mean. He, he really doesn't have any power because he's not real. Uh, so. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So bring him in. All right, we'll we'll get him in. We'll get him in. So clean him up. We'll get him. I'll buy him some Lincoln logs. All right, and start feeding him like kibble or Is something. Is he gonna like eat that. the Lincoln logs? Uh, he could gnaw on them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, put some fiber in his diet. Uh, he could build not, a little uh, little log cabin for himself. Yeah, yeah. He's not real. Uh, he's there as real he. as you want him to be. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we've lost listeners in the chat because he is too real for some people. Oh my gosh. Um. So, uh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, <laughs> get back to the audio that doesn't exist. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got no clips. Let's, I got no clips. Um, let's let's let me take a look over. Uh, everybody, go to their favorite news site and see what the top story is. Um, oh yeah, oh, yeah. That, oh, oh okay. Here we go. Uh, Representative Matt Getz repeats threat on House floor. Does he lie to his own family? From Colby Hall over at Mediaite. Um, um, Representative Matt Getz is doubling down on apparent threats he made st- made towards Michael Cohen via Twitter earlier this afternoon. Uh, only this time, he's doing it from the ha- from the House floor. 
Um, but yeah, he, his tweet, uh, many saw his witness tampering and then amidst a relative firestorm of hot takes and slack jawed reactions, Gates said, uh, Gates took, uh, the dais of the U S Congress floor and opened with, I guess tomorrow we'll, we'll find out tomorrow if there, if, uh, there's anyone Michael Cohen hasn't lied to, uh, He then listed all the example of Cohen's uh, previous uh, uh, prevarications. I don't know that word. Uh, Saying, we already know he's lied to Congress. We already know he's lied to law enforcement. He lied to the IRS. He lied to three banks. He's going to prison for his lies. Gates continued ostensibly taking a shot at Cohen's father-in-law, who President Trump, uh, sorry, Trump has also attacked. So I guess uh, it will be relevant for us to determine, like, does he lie da- lie uh, to his own family, or does he lie to his financier? Does he lie to his uh, financiers who are members of his family? Uh, it will be one heck of an inquiry for for us, because this is someone who has tangled uh, such a web of lies that he is not to be believed. Huh. I... I would just like to put this out there that a couple of months ago, or maybe it was weeks, or maybe it was last day. Yesterday. Yeah, or Um, last day. Last (laughs) day. It was Donald Trump who put out something about um, Donald uh, Cohen's father. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, his father and just other salacious things. I don't know where Matt Getz is getting all this from. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Theo raises a really interesting question. He says, can Matt Getz uh, be prosecuted for witness intimidation via social media? Is there a precedent for yeah. such legal action? Uh, was Roger Stone, was some of what he did that was considered... Uh, Witness tampering? Just didn't he do it, or witness intimidation? Was some yeah, of that? He did the same thing. Was that some of that via social media or no? It's a good. It's a good question, Theo. Is um is Matt Getz on any of the committees that are going to be hearing Michael Cohen tomorrow? I am not sure. I'm not sure. I would venture to say no, the way he's talking, but I'm unsure. Yeah. So yeah. So that Joe, do you know? Because you you're the guy with lightning fingers. Lightning fingers. Lightning uh, fingers. Powered by the electric city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but I do know this. Um, so Matt Getz isn't on any of these committees that are going to hear. He, I think he's. I think he's on. Well. But he is going to be investigated by the ethics committee because okay. Nancy Pelosi just just said that. Yay, <laughs> Nancy! She said, as a result, such statements can be construed as not reflecting credibility on the House, and the Committee on Ethics should vigilantly monitor these types of statements, oh. which may not be protected by speech or debate clause. Hmm. Uh-oh. These stupid motherfuckers don't Because understand. he didn't do it on the floor of the house. He did yes. it on Twitter. So Nancy He's- Pelosi put on her red coat and sunglasses and just dog walked Mr. Getz. <laughs> yeah, they don't understand that she is the speaker of the house. And they can say whatever the hell they want on Twitter. And she will just sit back and be like... 
you just type that out? I think he, I think ethics committee should look at him. I think I think there is a question of whether what he did was illegal. Yeah. Yes. And uh, if he did, he should be censored. Yes. They, they, they don't have any respect for the fact who the Speaker of the House is. And the reason None. why is because when, when Paul Ryan was there, nobody had to have respect for him. Yeah. Well, that is one low flying. And I'm sorry about that plane. Yeah. <laughs> that is sorry right. about that. Oh, my God. Somebody uh, <laughs> living in Long Island put massage table in uh, in the chat uh, for uh, for a noun for a noun. We just I literally ordered a massage table the other day and we just got it. So we got one of the, where you can lay on your stomach and your face is in the hole. We got one of those. Oh, so nice. Yeah. But anyway, I, I thought that was kind of funny. It just came yesterday. But uh. Anyway, please continue. I'm writing down Mad Lib stuff. If you want to talk about this or any other stories, uh, well, feel I, I free. Think it's, uh, very, I think it's very interesting that Nancy Pelosi is bringing the ethics committee on this guy, and I think it should. I, I, enough firing around with these guys. He's one of the troika of uh, him, Jim, Jungle Jim Jordan. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jungle Jim. <laughs> Gymnasium. Gymnasium Jordan. And uh, who, who's the head of the, the, the? I forgot the guy's name. The head of the uh, Freedom, Freedom, uh, Cox, Co- Cox, 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 Cox. I'm sorry, Cox. I always, I always freedom. screw up that word when it when it comes after freedom. The Freedom Cox. I'm sorry. Let me try Co- it again. The Freedom, the Freedom Cox. Cox. The Freedom Cox. Cox. That's right. Freedom Cox. Cox. All right, you guys. Cuckus. Just say cock. The Cuckus. Just say cock. Yes. Stop playing around. Just come out and say it. Cock. The free dumb cuckus. Free dumb cocks. Free dumb cucks. Uh, free um, dumb cucks. Free dumb cucks. <laughs> anyway, he's part of that right of uh, it's cock. Cuck. The troika yes. of uh, jungle gyms, jungle The cock oh, that we're talking about is like the cuck, the penis, and the cuck. Oh damn it! What? Yeah, and, and Mark. Don't Mark, say penis in this house. Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, and Mark, yeah. Matt Getz. Yeah, that's the troika. Of, yeah, uh, the Freedom, freedom Caucus. Caucus. Can we just say the Freedom Caucus? Cuck, the Free Cucks. Dumb Cucks. Cucks. Free, free, free Dumb Cucks. Free Dumb Cucks. Freedom I like I like Free Dumb Cucks because it, it was it's like three blind mice, you know. Yeah. And, and, and you know these these people are apologists for for Trump and and, and the, the, the the bastards and uh, apparently there's no no uh, limit to what they will do. To protect this piece of shit that sits yeah. in the Oval Office. Oh yeah, there is no limit. So uh, uh, just when you think they hit the bottom, they they start digging. What about you, Rain? You got a, you got a story you'd like to mention that uh, might I, be floating but, around on no, the interwebs? Do I? I don't know. I just wondered if you if you wanted to, if either you feel like go it feels like going to one of your favorite news outlets like Breitbart or World Net Daily 
or oh, my favorite news outlets. <laughs> no, 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 no. So nope, nope. Nope. I got nothing. All right. Well, AOC, Bye. AOC fires back at Ivanka Trump. Oh, good, good. <sighs> What'd she have to say? Yes, she said. She said because um, Ivanka made fun of the Green New Deal and said people don't want things given to them. Yeah. Yeah, Shut and, up. and and here's what AOC said, honey. I actually worked for tips and hourly wages in my life. Yeah. So there, as opposed to being born with a silver foot in my mouth. No, 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 no. It wasn't a silver foot. It was an orange. It was an orange <laughs> foot. <laughs> it wasn't silver. It was orange. It was but I mean, kind of inflated with syphilis. <laughs> and it was filled with... It was It was diseased. Which brings me back. Which brings foot in my. Sorry, it wasn't a silver. No, it was Donald Trump's diseased orange toe. Oh, oh like had, his, it was like his big, with, big ingrown toenail yeah. he had removed yeah, by Doctor Doctor Beardy Hair. Yeah, it was pus ridden. <laughs> disgusting. Really so gross. I know you hate adjectives, Rain. Um, so I'm just writing down all the adjectives you've been using. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just gave me like four really good ones. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, it's like discovering plutonium by accident. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. By the way, if anybody doesn't know who Sarah Kenzior is, look her up. She's my new hero. Yeah. Yeah, she's been doing. Uh, you guys were sharing some of her tweets earlier today, right? I've been we're, following her for a couple of years. Been, been talking yeah. about her. Yeah. But she was she, on Saturday on, on, on Joy Reid. And uh, I mean, she find, she said it. She said it. Tell, uh -huh. tell them what she said, Rain. Um, I, damn it. She has like five PhDs. She's way smarter than me. She well, said, are you surprised? See, I'm the dumb person. She said, are, we really should have gotten that. We should have gotten that audio. Everybody feels surprised. We'll when they Friday. see what Trump, when they, when they hear of Trump's criminal background. Yeah. When uh, you have a man in the White House, in the Oval Office, running a, a confidence scheme backed by an international crime syndicate. Yeah. And she said, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. That's what's going on. We don't need Mueller's report. We don't need the Southern District of New York. We need it's indictments. Standing there in plain sight. He's a Ponzi scheme. He's a confidence game. Yes. He's a racketeer. There's a racketeering outfit. There's a crime family occupying the White House, and they are backed up by an international crime syndicate, which includes the, the Arab Emirates, yes. Saudi Arabia, yes. Israel, yes. the Russians. Yes. What more do you need? And by the way, you know that you know that 
that article I shared with you, uh, Rain, from uh, The Empty Wheel? Yes. Very interesting of what's going on with that secretive uh, uh, litigant that's in front of the Supreme Court that doesn't want to give up uh, subpoenaed uh, documents. Yes. Claiming that they are a government. You're talking about the foreign company that we've been speculating on for a while? Mm-hmm. Very interesting that uh, uh, Solicitor General uh, of the United States has taken the side of the Mueller investigation in that lawsuit. And they're hmm. taking the position that are that a, whole, a, a, a subsidiary of a foreign government is not to be treated as a foreign government. In other yeah. words, Joe, you, you should it, share that in, in the chat. I will. Yeah, I saw because that briefly, but they're claiming as, to be immune. as all the stories. And with 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 the Solicitor General Noel, what was it? What's his name? I forgot his name. Anyway, uh, what he's saying is is that if that were the case, then any American citizen could use a foreign entity to hide criminal activity in the United States. Because yeah. he'd be shielded. And that's what they're probably trying to do. They don't want to give up Donald Trump's transactions and whatever, because it's felt that, oh. that, that there, was, there was money sent by the Russians through mm-hmm. the Saudis, laundered through the United Arab Emirates and the Saudis. This is all making a lot of sense right now, isn't it? Through this entity mm-hmm. and this entity's records, and they are resisting. Wow. And this is what this is all about, that this is Russian money that was being laundered in the United Arab Emirates and in Saudi Arabia through this entity, and this entity does not want to give up this criminal activity. Um, where's the article that you're uh, referencing? The empty wheel. Let me. I'm I'm looking for the the link I gave t- uh, today. Um, terrain. This morning, what? and as soon as I do, I will. Uh, you gave it to you gave it to us in the, in the chat. tonight chat. Yeah, I I gl- I glanced at everything that was in there, but it was so cursory and brief, you know. With because work well, has been pretty, crazy, kids. Huh? This this, this is a um, a pretty detailed um, explanation of uh, exactly what this entity is trying to pull off and what they may have covered up. The criminal activity that they may have covered up in. Um, in this and why they're this, they're going they're this in front of this is not court. going what was, to what was noteworthy was that the uh, that the the solicitor general who is a Trump appointee has taken a step that would be contrary to Trump's best interest if that's the, if that's the case. Uh-huh. Um, and 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 has taken the side of the it's Noel Francisco. Uh, okay, I have it here. Noel Francisco, net. Very interesting. 
they are the the empty wheel by the way is a is a blog that has been following the the Mueller investigation in minute detail but this is very 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 important what went on here the mystery appellant and what it means to Donald Trump i'm i'm telling you this 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 is one of the threads that that could unravel very quickly well let's okay. let's hope just follow Nancy Wheeler. Seriously, follow Nancy Wheeler on empty. Follow empty her. Yeah, she she's been on a, a couple cable shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I picked her up, and she was talking about how Noel Francisco had was the only signator on the amicus brief, or I think it was an amicus brief. Uh, that that was uh, supporting. Uh, Mueller's position on why this entity should be forced to give up the documents because they could potentially be covering up a crime mm-hmm. of an American committing yeah. crimes against the United States and because the crime was committed through this entity they could be entities like this could be used as a shield all right that's what's before the Supreme Court that's okay. pretty fucking huge. It, it is huge, and it would have tremendous implications, depending on what they what what the court says. And I, I'll read it briefly. It says the petitioner's interpretation would, as the court of appeals recognized, lead to a result that Congress could not have intended. That is, that purely commercial enterprises operating within the United States. If majority owned by a foreign government could flagrantly violate criminal laws and ignore criminal process, no matter how domestic the conduct or egregious the violation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes on to do, it says, uh, banks, airlines, software companies, and similar commercial businesses could wittingly or unwittingly provide a haven for criminal activity and would be shielded against providing evidence even of domestic criminal conduct by United States citizens. Although the petitioner declared that the result to be precisely what Congress intended, it cannot possibly be maintained that Congress and the executive branch would have adopted such a rule without so much as a whisper to that effect on the act's extensive legislative history. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she's she's pretty on point with a lot of this, and and yeah, one of the things away. that she's that trying to say, away. she's trying to warn us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She really is trying to warn us, and she has been for a number they of for, years. Noel San Francisco, and and she noted that it is noteworthy that Noel Francisco alone signed this document. Mm-hmm. There is no other. Usually, when it's it's filed by the Department of Justice, it's signed by all the lawyers that contribute yeah. it. But this is a loan signed by the Solicitor General. She further goes on to say, he goes on to say, the, pet- the petitioner, the foreign entity, suggests that Congress would not have been troubled by borrowing federal criminal jurisdiction over foreign state-owned enterprises because the president could use tools such as economic sanctions to address foreign instrument 
instrumentalities that commit crimes in the United States. That overlooks not only the legal and practical limits on sanctions, but also the threshold needed to require acquire evidence through grand jury subpoenas in order to determine whether a crime has been committed, including by a United States citizen. All right. So they're Some pretty heavy well. Shit. Yeah, they're pretty well setting the stage to say, hand over the documents, you motherfuckers, because if some citizen of the United States committed a crime, and if that happens to be the President of the United States, we want to know. Boom. So hand it over. There we go. I don't think the Supreme Court, I don't think that Judge Roberts is going to go along uh, with shielding. Um, I hope. I hope. I'm going to tell you. Don't, I don't think any conservative on the court. I don't. I don't think uh, Judge Thomas could, who, who's an originalist supposedly, yeah. would, well, would could stand for this. Well, we're we're uh, a rain. I'll give you the the final word on this, but we we got to get run into the break. All right, going to the break. I'm just going to say, just keep your eye on Judge Roberts. All right. Fair enough. I've said that. I've said that. And I'm going to say that again. All right. Very good. Let's go ahead and uh, hit the break. I'm gonna. I, I got a deep cut here for everybody because I wanted to get warmer. Uh, but I found the <laughs> demo version of Hairwolf. Uh, this is, I believe, just me. Uh, Crazy nights last summer. So it's probably just a Casio demo with me on vocals, guitar, probably bass, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, so Crazy Nights Last Summer, Hairwolf demo version from the archives of Kenny Pick. I hope you enjoy it. And when we come back, we got not one, not two, but three Mad Libs we're going to complete. Mostly done by our lovely chat. Thank you for that. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. And maybe, maybe I'll go get little Jeff from outside. We'll see. See how I'm feeling. We'll be right back after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. All of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio. And KennyPick.com. Ah, banana oil.
Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. This is Adam Heaper. On every episode of Mike Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heaper live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. 
And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland's. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, uh, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And thank you, Jackson Hole, Missouri. Uh, no, I, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, is Jackson Hole even in Jackson. Missouri? Jackson Hole's no, in, uh, in Idaho. Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Never mind. <laughs> yes. God almighty. I just watched that movie, <laughs> Abducted. This. Have you seen that movie, Ab- Ab- Abducted in Plain Sight, on Netflix? No. 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 The, it's about oh my god it is literally a movie about the dumbest fucking family in the world who basically let a pedophile take their daughter multiple times and woo her and oh. try i mean i you know i feel horrible for this family i feel horrible for the girl that it happened to but this movie abducted in plain sight on netflix if you watch it it's a documentary it's a true story and it is, and you will watch it, and you'll get to a point, and you know, I looked at Susan a few times, and it was like, "Are you, are you fucking shitting me?" <laughs> you know, I'm not a parent, but I mean, the stuff that this guy did, this this pedophile, uh, it is it is bonkers. But yeah, abducted in plain sight. Just uh, again about the dumbest family in the world. And by the way, I was wrong about that demo version of Crazy Nights Last Summer. That was actually a live drum beat in there by my former drummer Greg Hurlevy. Uh, there were a little keyboards mixed in there. You couldn't really hear them, so obviously it was me playing and not our real keyboard player because I usually buried my keyboards because I'm not that great. Um, but that song. Interestingly enough, it, you wouldn't know it. Crazy Nights Last Summer is the name of it, but it's about predatory lenders. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. But, uh, yeah. So um, it, basically, it's it's you know uh, it, 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 there's there's a line where I say in the payday loans of the sun, they will tell you you are the one. Basically, it's you know um, you know on the day you are king, you'll find interest interesting. Um, you know, so basically it's just kind of this weird, weird thing. It's like, you know, you're going to feel good for a minute when you go to these predatory lenders and you're going to have a crazy night. Oh yeah. Crazy nights last summer. You're going to have a crazy night. I remember that. I remember that was such a good time, but what's the cost of something like that? You know? So, 
um, it's a it's a it's it's a vague warning about predatory lenders is what it is, um, because in our neighborhood we have two of them, and I was and I wrote the song when one went out of business and a new one opened. And I was like, you know, how does how does that go out of business? Well, I think it went out of business because Obama was president, uh, and this, uh, and now that Trump is uh, putting his big filthy asshole in the Oval Office, um, they they've rolled back predatory lending practices um, that Obama had put in place to to protect consumers because they don't fucking care anymore because it's all about uh, Trump's billionaire buddies. Um. So anyway. Welcome back, Joe, Mr. Electric City with the lightning fingers. So <laughs> lightning fingers. <laughs> lightning fingers and and Sharky with the jaws of steel. Jaws uh, of steel that bite through braided steel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, there you go. So uh you know, you have heard of the jaws of life? Well, Sharky has the jaws of death. So <laughs> <laughs> The jaws of water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. How are your boys doing? How is the royal family doing? Oh, the royal family, they're asleep. They're, yeah, oh, good. They really are asleep. They're out? Yeah, they're really... I don't... Hmm. Yeah, they're... I'm, I'm looking at... None of them are in the room. One no. is on the... Nope, they're quiet. The royal family is silent tonight oh well give them a nice queen like wave for me when they're awake so duke yeah little earl and royal they're all asleep (laughs) it took me the longest time to figure out roy and i even think you told me when you named roy i was like i was like they got duke earl and roy why roy and then I was like, oh, oh yeah. duh. <laughs> <laughs> so I got and, it. And the funniest thing is that Royale, Roy, is the king, and he's the oldest one. He really is. He's old. He's like he's like Prince Philip driving, driving around, and, you know, his car hits pothole, and he rolls The biggest over. pothole? Yeah, you, you know you know how about Sir you know how Prince Philip's car just, I did I did driving. hear a little like, something about that. So. Well, fortunately he wasn't at the biggest pothole that Joe was talking about earlier. Um so. Yeah, Roy is Roy's is old man. He really did, is. Did I ever tell you Susan and I have a conspiracy theory about potholes on the on the highway and, and the freeway and stuff like that? No. No. Uh, yeah, we have a conspiracy theory about it. Um, uh, is that if there's a pothole on like a you know a highway that was built in like the you know 50, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, um, that's where uh, that's where mobsters used to bury bodies. Oh. And then they'd come in and they pave the road, and then all of a sudden Jimmy Hoffa's body decomposes, and you got a pothole. The bones break down. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's a conspiracy, conspiracy theory, but seriously, think about that, Joe. You know how the you know the uh, you know uh, all the mobsters are wrapped up in certain unions back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me, there's not a, like a shit ton of bodies buried under the highways of America. Shit ton. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. super yeah. su- super easy. Barely an inconvenience to do well, that. Well, there was a lot of concrete uh, flowing. You know. Yeah. Uh, and most of the unions uh, had to labor at the concrete uh, uh, plants, and uh, you know the people disappear in those. Yeah. In concrete. Yeah. It's so. easy. It's easy. You just mix them with the stone, and uh, you, there you got. Uh, I, the body's gone. Guys, I think you're talking a lot of concrete. We got concrete evidence here. Body parts. <laughs> they use a lot of concrete in highways, you know. Uh, concrete. All, all joking aside, this Amperage past the past yeah. week and a half. Um, so we live in the D.C. area, which is going to be nuked. This is but true. This is true. From from D.C. to Baltimore, there's something called the Baltimore Washington Parkway, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, every day they're like. Avoid the Baltimore Washington Parkway, it, and and they've been just talking about potholes and cars. Like it, it sounds like a fucking hellscape. <laughs> there are cars left and right. Just well, wait, avoid didn't, them. didn't we just have Infrastructure Week? Uh, well, we've had Infrastructure Week every <laughs> other every week. two months. <laughs> that was a like car crashing. Um. But yeah, the Baltimore-Washington Parkway just has been a hellscape of potholes where they are literally, the traffic reports are like, there are five to six cars between, you know, this this exit and that exit. And I just, I think about it and I'm like, God damn it. Can you do infrastructure week yeah. and get this shit done now? Yeah, I mean, because yeah. you don't want to be on the, the, what was it, the Baltimore Freeway, is that what you said? Baltimore Washington Parkway. Baltimore Wa- Washington Parkway. Get the fuck yes. out of there. Oh shit! Get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Go! Get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot! Fuck, we're all dead! Get the fuck out! Yeah, so. <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and get to Mad Libs now. Uh, here we go. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! This is madness. Don't get mad, get mad libs! Oh, God bless Matt Libs. Oh, and living on Long Island says he keeps getting disconnected tonight. By the way, when I came home and I turned my computer on, um, it said, no internet. So I had to reboot the router once again, but fortunately I recognized it before I tried to start Skype and uh, did that before I called you guys. Cause you know, last time we had that fucking nightmare. Um, so I, I might have to call spectrum and see if I can get a new router and modem or something. I don't know, but anywho, mad libs, everybody. This is exciting. So, all right, Joe, I need a verb ending in ing. Running. Running. And rain, I just need a straight up verb. Run. He can't, he just, he's running. Okay, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> How about damn? You just said damn. Damn is a verb. It is it? Yeah, I damn you to hell. Okay. All right. All right, damn. Damn. Yeah. Damn you running. Uh all right, <laughs> Joe, I need um 
The last name of a conservative. Tucker. Last name, Carlson. Oh, Carlson, yes. Or, or fucker. <laughs> Tucker fucker. Uh, you know what? It, it'll work if I just put in the whole name. So I'll just put Tucker, Tucker fucker, Carlson. Carlson in there. Tucker fucker, Tucker. All right. Rain, uh, full name of a conservative. Oh, damn it. Um, There's so many awful ones, and we talk about the, all of them all the time. Full name. A full name. A full name. Sean Hannity. Sean Scooter Hannity. Sean, Sean Vietnamese. Sean Scooter Liberty. Sean Vietnamese Scooter Hannity. <laughs> I mean, what a fucking asshole. He's like, oh, look how desperate I was to get where I wanted to go in Vietnam. I actually got on the back of a scooter with this dirty Vietnamese guy. Yeah. Yeah. What an asshole. Scumbags all around. Um, Can you all right. what an asshole in the future for a full name of a conservative just what an asshole. There you go. Uh, but we did get v Sean Vietnamese Scooter Hannity for this one. Uh, Joe, believe it or not, our chat room left you an adjective, and Rain too, because I was I was I was uh, poaching her adjectives as she spoke. They left me an adjective. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Uh, rain a number. A number. Yeah. A number. Uh huh. Two. Number two. 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 Okay. Uh, Joe, another verb ending in ing. Mm, discussing. Discussing. All right, and let's see, we only got a couple left here. Rain, I need a noun. And the that word, of, of course, a uh, penis has already been used. Don't say penis in this house. So. Can I can I go with poop? Poop. 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 You may. Poop. You may. Uh, Joe, I need another name of another conservative. Oh, another conservative, uh, Judge Pirro. All right. Jenny. Are you talking about me? <laughs> I think I am. I am, I am such a pleasant individual. I, I hope you will tune going. in tomorrow night to my show on Fox. My God, she's horrible. Uh, I think that you should be nicer to Judge Janine Pirro. Because she is a lovely human being and you she will like enrich Bernie Sanders your life. Right now. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't mean to sound like. You did. You said like Bernie. <laughs> Judge Janine Pirro is a lovely woman. Um, the top. <laughs> the top one percent. The top 1%. Those millionaires and billionaires. Millionaires and billionaires. Uh, now it's getting to a so, parody. 
Sorry. Uh, uh, no, that's okay. Uh, in my view. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, uh, shit. Joe, I think. Uh, no, Rain. I need Joe? a noun. I need a noun. Joe, I think. A noun. Another noun. Yeah. Um. Can we make Piero a noun? Well, Joe just used uh, that for conservative. Okay. Um, Peroni. <laughs> no, a noun. I'm going to go with. Oh, God, a noun. Just a person, sphincter. place, or thing? Sphincter. sphincter. Oh, the, the winky sphincter. Uh, I that that's my code. Uh, it, if we're out somewhere and I feel like I should get probably get home, I say I say to Susan, uh, "I'm getting a little winky," <laughs> because it means sphincter it, after that. It, it means the winky sphincter, uh, oh. like you know. Oh. Okay. Or oh. we say, "I oh, I'm crowning." <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. Well. I'm still sticking with sphincter. Yeah, that's that's good. So, uh, too much info. Too much info. I'm sorry. Everybody shits. Come on. Everybody shits. Joe. Yes, we do. Joe, plural noun. Not not Jermaine Puro. Yes, she does. Uh, I just hold it in. (laughs) You still sound like Bernie Sanders. In my view, (laughs) I just hold it in. No, you got to work on that, Ken. Yes. I know. It's shitting all over the country. Okay. Plural um, Plural now. Guitars. Guitars. All right. All right. Here we go. We got three Mad Libs all ready to go from... This is the big fat one uh, called More Mega Mad Libs. This one's called Cool It. All right. You got... Seriously, cool it, guys. Weather plays an important part in our daily penises. penis in this house! What is weather, anyway? According to red scientists... <laughs> Hello, Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> According to red scientists, who are known as meteorologists, weather is what the air is like at any time of the cat turd. It doesn't matter oh. if the it doesn't matter if the air is cold, hot, or stinky. It's all weather. Weather changes from hour to hatchet, from day to Lincoln log, from season to vagina, and from oh. year and from year to massage table. Daily changes in weather are caused by soupy storms running across the earth. Se- seasonal changes are from the earth moving around the fart. <laughs> and then the next sentence is, when the vapors in flaccid clouds condense. <laughs> oh, God. We have hole and snow. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Whether you like it or not, weather is here to damn. So. Eek. Yeah. Eek, that that would be just like rain pooping. Yeah, it would be. Or you mean poop raining down? Or, yes. Because you said yes. it would be like you pooping. 
No, no. no. Okay. So, <laughs> fair enough. I'll, I'll go ahead and <laughs> I buzz myself there. Uh, all right. It's disgusting. <laughs> it was kind of disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> Thank you, chat room. Uh, this one's called Going to Town. All right. Uh, the art scene. So, if you're you're going to town, here's the art scene today. The Tucker Fucker Carlson Gallery presents a series of diseased landscape paintings and still-life women by the amazing artist Sean Vietnamese Scooter Hannity. These beautiful caucuses will be on exhibit for the next three cucks. <laughs> hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, oh, the music scene for going Perfect. to town. You want to know about the music scene? Um, and this is where uh, uh, Rain's adjectives kicked into overdrive here. Tonight marks the pus-ridden debut of the all-cheese choir of two great discussing voices. This putrid ensemble will present corrupt renditions of such syphilitic children's songs as Twinkle Twinkle Little Orange Foot and Old oh MacDonald had a plutonium. This is the worst art show ever. Yeah, uh, seriously. No, not the worst. Yeah, mm. yo, no. It's pretty bad. Close. Pretty, really, really bad. Pretty bad. Uh, unless, it, well, I mean, you know, I do... this is an art do... show where you have to go in and just ingest um, penicillin. <laughs> Yeah. Worst musical performance. Or take a bath in penicillin. Everybody remembers the classic Three Musketeers, correct? Well, here we are to corrupt the shit. Here we are to corrupt the shit out of it on Turn Up the Night. Where else are you going to hear it, folks? Nowhere. Only here. Here we go. The Three Musketeers. There is no more rousing story in smarmy literature than the three mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, or the three mushroom tears. <laughs> the three mushrooms. Oh, this no. bloody romance by the great French crime family, Alexander Dumas, <laughs> oh. tells the story oh. of D'Artagnan, uh, a greasy young poop. <laughs> <laughs> Who are, who arrives yeah. who arrives in 17th century Paris riding an adventure with only three dancers in his pocket? Oh, they must be relatives of Jeff Sessions. Very tiny ah, dancers. Ah. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Yeah. Um, determined to be uh, in the service of the Mario Kart, who rules all of France, he duels with Athos. Pathos and Judge Pira. <laughs> Three of the king's best woods. Eventually, these swordsmen and D'Artagnan save their douchey king from being overthrown and losing his gerbil. Over the years, the Three Musketeers... Uh, sorry, the Three Musketeers has been made into a stage sphincter, two motion guitars, 
and mo- most recently into a Broadway shoe. <laughs> a shoe? I got the hiccups. Uh, it's a really big shoe. A really big Broadway really big shoe. shoe. There you go. Thank you, chat room. You helped us out a lot. And look at this. For a show where I have no audio, it's already 5 after 10. Huh. So, uh, so anyway, good stuff on the Mad Libs. That was fun. Thanks for uh, uh, talking about, you know, we learned about geography, some song history from Hairwolf, uh, uh, douchebags uh, on the right, which we always learn about here on this show. And uh, what else? What else did we learn? We learned some other fun stuff. We that there's that a, a pothole near Scranton. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was Scranton. part of the geography talk there. Yeah. And if you want to get to yeah. Cooperstown, you Finger have to Lakes. go through Binghamton. In the Cooperstown. If you're from Scranton, you have to go yeah. through Binghamton. I know. In I'm Cooperstown, you. Cooperstown used to be in Cleveland. <laughs> it's true. There was a Cooperstown's <laughs> restaurant. I do believe that. Well, I do. I don't also, doubt that. It's also true that. <laughs> The New York Yankees AAA team, which is now the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, they were in Cooperstown. No, they were in. They they were actually in uh, in Ohio. Okay. Oh, they were actually yes. So they they originally. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because their owner George Steinbrenner was from Ohio. Oh, <laughs> he is dead, right? Oh yeah, he's he's more than I dead. don't know. Just, he's not he only just... really dead; he's really most sincerely dead. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me, you want the the answer? If you ask me, if George Steinbrenner was dead, I I'd go uh-huh. maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, his son George Junior is still there, but uh, ah. yes. Yeah. Sports. <laughs> Let's bring this back to what Bob said earlier about Seinfeld. Seinfeld. This is the show about nothing tonight. <laughs> yeah, the Roma. Roma, the movie, the Academy Award winning movie about nothing. It's about uh, dog shit and the driveway. And don't, don't run over it with your car because it mushes. I'll never forget the scene where, where he r- rolls over the, the, the dog and then he yells at the the poor oh maid God. for not picking up the dog shit because he gets to the bo- on the bottom of his shoe. Well, really? and now, and now really? just because we've talked about dogs and sports about some other movies and... because I loved, I loved that movie that the life of dogs mm-hmm. by Wes yeah. Anderson. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. And I also loved, you know, the Freddie Mercury thing. I, I oh, did. I, you know what I'm talking about? The, the I, life of dogs, I, yeah. or yeah. But you know what I, I enjoyed more is it, it made me. Tr- I was very interested. Movies that picked up poop. Well, no, I, I mean uh, the the you know watching Queen again brought back. I I always favored the '80s as my one of my favorite decades, mm-hmm. especially for music. And um, same here, brother. And Queen, and I played guitar back then. No and shit. I have this uh, great admiration for people that could really play guitars. I mean, I could strum a guitar, mm-hmm. but I mean, actually, you know, play a riff. Like that was always beyond me. And 
Brian May was such a great guitar player. Here's a little bit of trivia for you. Um, we covered a relatively uh, one of the more obscure Queen songs in Hairwolf. Uh, we did uh, mm-hmm. One Vision mm-hmm. from the Iron Eagle soundtrack. Da na na na, da na na na, da na na na, da na da na da da. Hey, da na na na. You know that I song? Hear that. Yeah. So we, I hear we, that riff. Yeah, we we did that. Uh, yes. <laughs> and of course, at the end of that song, he says, "Gimme, gimme, gimme fried chicken." So. <laughs> um, well. But yeah, I, I didn't realize that Brian may play, you know, like I always used a plastic pick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, he doesn't use a pick. He uses a coin. Oh, yeah. I, I'm he not surprised a, by a, that. A six, sixpence. A sixpence. <laughs> not a, well, he uses a sixpence. Not a euro. Was uh, he part of Brexit? Well, I ran across. So, yeah. I, I ran across his his guitar tech on his tours. Mm hmm. Uh, did a 30-minute interview that really was great. I, I didn't realize, geez, the technical part of a guitar and how and and you know with the equipment, the electrical equipment that's behind the scenes in these concerts. And I didn't even realize you had your own guitar technician. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, I that have guitar- in a pinch. Mm-hmm. I've used a quarter as a pick, but I I. I typically use a very heavy gauge guitar pick which is probably about as thick as maybe a dime mm-hmm. so i don't use the real used, rubbery one use just a, a thin one but i i always used to i was more of a, a rhythm guitar than well a, yeah I, I if, you, if you were playing acoustic and doing yes. big chords you probably a, a 12 yeah. string i had a 12 string holy shit joe the things you learn on this show wow. bob has a 12 string too yeah, well, I'm sure he only, plays a lot better than I did. But I, I've but, only touched yeah, I, a twelve string like twice. They're tough on your fingers. I'll tell you, I had calluses on my fingers. I have blisters on my fingers. Well, yeah, you get the calluses, and then once you stop playing for a while and you try and go back, they, you're like, Ow. oh no, it hurts. It's like I've that been hurts. burned. Do you, do you still <laughs> like, have a twelve ouch. string, Joe? I do. It's probably warped, but I have it in my basement. Yeah, Bob has. But anyway. Anyway, um, getting back to this, it is for anybody that wants to, to see the behind the scenes, and I'm sure you know about this, Ken. So you would, I, I put the link in here. It's a YouTube thing, but uh, it, it's his his Brian May's, which is an amazing guitarist, uh, his guitar tech, and all the, and he goes really into detail of of all the ways he manipulates the sound of Brian mm-hmm. May's guitar from behind the, the stage, you know. And he could emphasize which pickup on the guitar he's going to emphasize at a song yeah. and everything. There's actually, basically, there's a musician mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Well, I got a bit of Brian May trivia for you right now, and we do have to start wrapping things up here soon. Um, but uh, Brian May is is great friends with Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. And there was an album, it was either The Headless Cross or The Tear album uh late 80s black sabbath albums would after dio had left and ozzy you know it was they had a guy named tony martin singing for him but one of i think it was the headless cross album one of those songs there was in the liner notes there was a special thanks 
that Brian May essentially gave a guitar solo or a riff. It was either a solo or a riff. He gave him this guitar part for one of the songs on the album because Brian May is a huge fan of metal. There's actually a video out there of Freddie Mercury talking about, yeah, Brian wants to do this really heavy metal kind of stuff, but I kind of want to do more pop stuff. And, you know, so there, there was a bit of a, it, it did, didn't ever cause the band to break up or anything. Um, but there, there was kind of a, a push and pull with the direction mm-hmm. of the way the band was going to go between Brian May and, and Freddie Mercury. And then, you know, well, Roger, always, you know, the, the movie does show that the mm-hmm. movie does show a little okay. bit of that about the push and pull of the, yeah. uh, the different ways they wanted to go with, uh, with, with the music, but yeah. you know, they, they kept it. They weren't like the Beatles. They kept it friendly. Uh, yeah, they did keep it together. For, oh, they for did a good deal. Yeah, they did. You know? And you know, and, and it, 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 it frustrates me when I hear about the inaccuracies of, of how things panned out in that movie. I want to mm-hmm. watch it. I want to like it. But there's I, mm-hmm. I there I've watched all of the behind the scenes stuff and all the documentaries and stuff and when I hear mm-hmm. about the inaccuracies it, it pisses me off because it feels like more respect should have been paid to the end of Freddie's life because it, mm-hmm. it, how it panned out in the movie was nothing like how it actually happened. So, but you know, at the end of his life, I mean, really, he he hid his his disease. He did. He did. To the day before he died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To the yeah. day and before he died. And, and quite honestly, that's why I I feel like um, some of the people who are d- dismissing that don't take into effect that he did hide the how he died. And and he I, he, I, I don't, he had the disease. I don't, he, I, he didn't I feel, want that public. He didn't yeah, want that public I, I feel at all. like and I, think, I feel I think really a, strongly about the fact that. Yeah, I I like the movie very much. I don't I don't understand why people were so dismissive about his death. His I think his death was really portrayed exactly how Freddie Mercury wanted to be portrayed. Well, actually, it was the way Brian May and Roger Taylor wanted him portrayed. Because yeah. if if you know it, because because uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was originally hired to play the part. Yes. Yeah. And they thank they God that right. didn't happen. And and yeah. and, and, and uh, he wanted total artistic control over. Oh. <laughs> he wanted to get into the debauchery part of Freddie Mercury's life, and Brian mm. May and Roger Taylor point blank told him that is not the Freddie Mercury we no. know. No, no, no. I mean, and that's not anything I would want to see on film either. I think that's disrespectful. Oh. But I think it also it's disrespectful. To show, you know, to say, oh, yeah, I, and again, I don't want to spoil the movie because I already know how things go down towards the end. I'm not going to say anything, but I think it's disrespectful. He died. The, 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 well, yeah, it, it, he absolutely huh. did. But Come on, that the, was the, supposed to be dark humor. It was, and, you know. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> it was not very, a, very dark. Not a song by Queen, but anyway, we got we got to we got to wrap things up. Uh, and uh, I, I was gonna play you the Casey Case and Dead Dog thing, and now it's too late. So, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, we kept does not talking. want to hear that. Well, no, no. Well, Casey Case was upset about it, by the way. But uh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, and end things. Uh, Rain, what do you have on the way out of the program? I have uh, nothing. Nothing. 
Joe, uh, you want to mention what's coming up on the Tim Coromel show because we're 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 uh, interrupting it right now. Oh well, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, uh, the the uh, the uh, first or second annual Chuckles Awards I gave out on Sunday in, in honor of the Academy Awards. Yes, it was the uh, the, the Chuckles Award named after uh, Ch- Chuckles the Clown on uh, Mary Tyler Moore. If you've ever seen that, if you've never oh, yeah. seen that movie, that that episode, <gasps> you know. Little song, a little dance, a little seltzer down your pants. Yes. So we, we gave the Chuckles Awards out to Looking the dumbest to things. Uh, hmm? Looking forward to it. Yes, it was a little interactive. I made all the participants, all the, all the panel members vote it. Oh, good, good. Uh, yes. And I might try and get the second annual Tutney Awards uh, up and running. After its fifth anniversary or whatever. <laughs> we'll see. Since we're still in award season. Uh, but, Rain, are you sure you don't have anything else to end with? No, I'm good. I'm good. All Let's right. get this shit done. All right. <gasps> good night, everybody. Good night. We love you all. Good night. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Uh-huh. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Says who?